Excelsior, true believers, bienvenidos, donde esta biblioteca, welcome to episode 120 of the episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Hey guys, we've been gone a long time, I don't even know how to do this anymore. My name is Ryan Oliopoulos, I'm joined with my bestest buddies in the whole wide world. You can just talk, you can just say it yourself. Okay, hi, I'm Brandon McClure. That's Brandon McClure. I'm Ben Magnet. Hey, Did ben. you forget our names? No, happened? I just want you to do it. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. I'm Sparks. He's a puppet. All right. What's up, dude? It's been a while. It yes. How was your guys' Thanksgiving? It was fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ate food. That's generally what you do. Somehow yeah. I lost weight. How? I don't know. That's like literally the opposite of Thanksgiving. I know, right? Because I, I got I got I got back and and the uh, and uh, my girlfriend was like, "You look really thin. Are you okay?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I ate a lot. I must I must be huge. Don't don't flatter me. Stop <laughs> flattering me. <laughs> Making me feel good. What's so like this? the next the next day, you know, I got on the scale. Two twenty eight. I've never weighed this. Li- I haven't weighed this less in yeah. years and i was like and you're a tall wow. guy yeah yeah you're you know what? now that i think about it yeah oh thank you yeah yeah screw you um <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean for those who care uh I, I i'm doing the hardest thing in my life which is dieting yeah i gave up on it the seven <laughs> times i've tried um and not technically dieting it's more just kind of watching what i eat uh because one time I, i've been 230 for uh, a good seven years of my life and i was 235 and i was like well shit i hate me yep so i'm just kind of trying to get my weight down trying to better yourself i like it yeah it's nice it's but i still go to taco bell so you know hey man you can't you can't cut out the best thing but i I drink diet now i drink drinks diet sodas tastes bad right i kind of like diet pepsi yeah it's technically worse you shut your face (laughs) no he's not wrong no. See, you'll look better, but no, you'll, you'll die faster. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just stick, I would stick with the zero stuff. That's not that bad. Coke Zero yeah. is really good, uh, but I'm getting I get get kind of taste for Diet Pepsi now. Diet Coke, I still don't like. Yeah, uh, which is why I like Coke Zero. Uh, allow me to clarify. He's saying Diet Pepsi because they don't serve Coke drinks at Panda Express. So, oh, there you go. And Taco Bell. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. They got Mountain Dew. That's what's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. So if anybody gives a shit, there's that. Other than that, you know, Black Friday shopping. Um, I did see a couple of movies. Uh, it's been two weeks. So have you seen six movies? No. Okay. I tried to go for five because I was with my family uh, over the over the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, but I couldn't see. I had to work this week a little bit more than I, than I normally had to. So I only got to see four. I saw Creed 2. How was that? Did Good. you see Creed 1? Yeah. Okay, good. The, so the only Rocky films I've seen are Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Creed, and now Creed 2. That's honestly fine. Like, like Rocky 2 is amazing, but like that's you're fine. I want to yeah. see the rest. and I, I yeah. have them all. I've been and been in to go see them for a while. I, I definitely want to see Rocky 4. Uh, 4 has a robot. I, well, I mean, Rocky 4 because of the connection yeah, to yeah, Creed yeah. 2. Uh, Creed 2 is really good. Not as good as the first one, uh, but really it, solid. It'd be really hard to beat that movie. Dude. It would be. That movie's incredible. Be. Creed, Creed's so good. I'm glad to hear it's good, though, because I was really worried because Coogler's not involved. Yeah. He's just a producer. I have only one problem with it, and it's not really a spoiler, but I wish that Victor Drago was more of a character. I also heard that, too. Yeah, I, I wish that it was kind of more about him and Creed going up against their father's legacy. How is Dolph Lundgren in it? He's really good in it. Cool. He doesn't get a lot of lines. Um, neither does Victor. Victor only gets like three lines. Weird. Um, but he he delivers a really good performance, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, and you know, Sylvester Stallone's really good. Yeah. Um, what else did I see? I saw the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, which is fairly cute. Um, is it fine? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's an enjoyable film. Short, brisk, uh, very unintentionally sexual towards the end. Oh well, Ooh. it is a Nutcracker movie. I mean, if you guys. 
care. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a spoiler of the film, so I won't tell you because I know that Sparks just definitely wants to see it. I, I want to see it on DVD, probably. Yeah, yeah but it it was it, it, there's a there's a change and like it turned to, it turned to Zara and I was like, this that's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. I'm I'm uncomfortable. Um, I had to write it down because I wasn't too sure. Oh, the front runner. I saw the front runner. Oh, the Hugh Jackman movie. Yeah, I didn't hear good things about it. I liked it. Yeah, it's a little slow. Yeah, uh, very political, uh, very timely. Um, but Hugh Jackman's great. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it quite a you bit. You gonna see that new stage show that he's gonna put on? He's doing a new stage show. Yeah, there's a huge Hugh Jackman announcement. He's doing a, a concert tour. He's doing a concert tour. He's gonna sing stuff from The Greatest Showman and a oh, bunch of stuff in Les Mis. I'm totally into that. Oh, yep. they released a Greatest Showman. Um, um, like remaster album, not remaster, remix album. Reimagined. Reimagined album with Pink doing one of the songs, and it's really great. Zach Brown Band does the final song. It's also really great. I, I liked it a lot. Only those two songs, though. <laughs> okay. The rest were kind of okay. Oh, Pantatonix did a song, and I like that. Okay. Uh, I did like that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, what was the train of thought I was on? Oh, I, I saw uh, The Christmas Chronicles. I started that. I didn't finish it. Oh, is that a movie or a series? That's a Netflix movie. That's the Netflix Kurt Russell movie. Right, Kurt yeah. Russell. It's really good. Is it? It's really solid. I like it a lot. Kurt Russell's beard is amazing. It's so bushy and fluffy. And Christopher Columbus is a good filmmaker, so. Well, he didn't direct it. He just wrote it. Wow, they're really marketing that wrong. Yeah, they really they? are. Yeah, he just wrote it. I don't remember who the director is, uh, but it is good. It, it is solid. It's good I mean, they did the same thing. Paddington isn't directed by Christopher Columbus, but like a lot of the marketing was from the filmmakers of Harry Potter. Yeah. You see it a lot with Mortal Instruments from the filmmakers of Lord of the Rings. Oh, they're yeah. pushing that hard. Yeah, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Um, I think that's about all the media I consume. Mortal Instruments or Mortal Engines? Sorry, that's Engines. The one. Yeah. Mortal Engines. No, I, I I wasn't trying to, like, I genuinely don't care enough to remember. If you wouldn't yeah. have corrected him, I wouldn't have even thought of right, that. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Mortal Engines. The When uh, is that coming out? December? Oh, my God, it's dead. That movie's bombing like, I haven't so seen hard. a trailer in forever. I see a trailer every time I go to the movies. Yeah, I, I saw a trailer more often. I think w- maybe when you and I, Ben, went to go see Wreck-It Ralph first? Yeah, because I, I remember so. seeing a, moral, a new Mortal Engines trailer and the whole time sitting there going, I don't care. Yeah, and then Alita Hugo weaving's in it and stuff. And then Alita Honestly, Battle Angel the came The latest out. trailer kind of sold me on the film. Mo- more Ooh. than that first one, but still I'm like, I, it's so crowded. This is a crowded yeah. month. I, yeah. I mean, I haven't gone to the movies as much as Brandon, but I've been. Yeah. And I haven't seen a new Mortal Engines trailer since that old one we talked about the first time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not seeking it out, so I just haven't seen it. So I don't think it's being marketed well. I think it was Grindelwald when we saw the Mortal Engines trailer. I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think you probably know it's that on arrival. Is that yeah. seriously? Like the, oh my god, that movie's so gonna bomb. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's coming up against Spider Verse, Mary Poppins. Like I've seen less trailers for that than I saw for Robin Hood, and Robin Hood. Robin Hood on. really tried to tried to market. Yeah, mm-hmm. tried to get back, get back its budget. I really want to see Robin Hood just because I hear it's really bad. <laughs> apparently, all the all the costumes are from the Gap. Okay, so apparently it's a timeless movie where it's like trying to like. Like it's like it's like modern day. I had a century. feeling that's what they were going. For. So they have like modern garb and they talk like regular people. But it's, it's like a time period that doesn't exist. Yes, oh. and there's like machine guns. Did you also like, shoot arrows? There's there's some serious controversy in the archery world because of it. Oh my god, which what? I thought was really funny. Like the archery the community, quote unquote, community <laughs> fan base. I don't mean to like if you're into archery, that's no, great. yeah, yeah. But like the 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 archery people who know the stuff about arrows and yeah. bows. Yeah, they're really pissed off at the movie because it's. It is choreographed by this guy who the archery world don't like, who like claim to find, who claim to have found a, an ancient form of archery, and so all the archery that they do in the movie, well, most of the archery they do in the movie is actually practical. So you'd see Taron Egerton with uh, with That's practical cool. arrows and things okay, like that. Okay, yeah, and he's and, and you know and and uh, very few like CGI arrows were used, um, but it's it's. 
choreographed by a guy who actually can do a lot of that stuff. And he was like, yeah, this is an ancient form of archery that I found. And the archery world is like, bullshit. AKA, I found it in my backyard when I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was talking about like text that he found in the archery world. Like, this doesn't exist. That's not true. Nobody has ever done this shit. You're an idiot. It just looks cool. So ah. the, so like the this movie is like progressing that narrative of like the, the fake uh, ancient archery. Well, it makes sense for a fake time period yeah so it was like seven years ago since the last robin hood movie so i guess we got to wait another seven years to get another one i guess actually i have a question i know this is completely off topic i mean well this is gonna be a long podcast let's do it baby um do we think that a robin hood movie can work yeah 100 Mm percent. yeah i mean name one robin hood men tights not that one the the one with kevin costner uh people uh, like that one yeah people do people do I think I think that it's dated, but I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I think it is the best film interpretation we have outside of the honestly the Disney one's pretty good. Yes, it is. But yeah, there was a BBC Hood Robin. Hood I was show. gonna say the BBC Robin Hood show is probably my favorite yeah. version of Robin Hood. I think Arrow, it, yeah, I think totally. it comes. No, <laughs> no, that's Batman. <laughs> no, uh, I think that you watched some of that, didn't you? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, the BBC Robin Hood show I think comes the the closest to capturing the the feel of the Robin Hood story and and keeping a lot of the themes and the yeah. tones while kind of updating it a bit and yeah. I didn't none of us have seen Robin Hood but the trailers show it being a huge bombastic explosions like multi arrow like just make it about Did a band of the thieves. Did you read the twist? In the no, I don't want to know. I, I wanted to know because I wanted to know. Yeah. They had a the, twist? They had the balls to put in a plot twist. I got to know what it is. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, that makes okay. me more excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I do think that Robin Hood could could work, but I do think the closest we've ever come is honestly probably the the Disney film, the, Russell Crow the one, Kevin yes. the Kevin Costner film, not that one, <laughs> and and the BBC show. Yeah, somewhere in those three things is a good Robin Hood movie. Yeah, sure. Oh, it's just like you know, most Zorro movies aren't going to work at this point. Yeah, uh, man, the Mask of Zorro is so good. Though. The Mask of Zorro so was twenty, years but that ago. was like peak. Yeah, like you you kind of because nobody. That's the whole thing. Like when we when we watched that thing where uh, uh, they were talking about the Lindsay Ellis video, talking about Pirates of the Caribbean and how they were nervous about making Pirates of the Caribbean for period adventure yeah, yeah. pieces. It's the same thinking about a, a new Zorro film because w- the last time anybody talked about Zorro property was going to be set in the future. Right? I was about to bring yes. that up. It was going to yeah. be like a futuristic, and I'm I like that idea. No, yeah, yeah, but like the classic Zorro, I I don't know if we really can top. Mask of Zorro. I don't know if we can Get top Diego that Luna feeling. In there. I think you could do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we can top that feeling. I, it's it. The potential exists, yeah. but um, um, but I mean, way, like you know, modern day Zorro and modern day Robin Hood is all just Batman anyway. Just yes, want to just want to put out. Just want to put this out there. Um, Zorro was destroyed by Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi. So you know, there you go. And what the sequel? The Legend of Zorro is written by those two. <sighs> that movie is not that bad. Have you watched it again recently? Define recent. Like the last five years. Yes, the last five years, yes. Okay, because I have two, and that movie is real bad. It's not... Okay. Well, The Mask of Zorro is, like, really good. So no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, like, you see, but you see a lot of... Like, if you look at or- Orsi and Kurtzman's early work with The Island and Legend of Zorro, uh, you start you see their patterns begin to form in their later films. I, I will acknowledge... I like The Island. I will acknowledge I like that, that Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones kind of elevate the film above what the script is capable of. Yeah. I will I acknowledge really that. Don't, I also really don't like how they handle Antonio Banderas being this fat schlub of a Zorro. <laughs> which is kind of dumb. I barely remember The Return of Zorro. The Legend Le- of Le- Zorro. Le- whatever it's called. Much. I don't know what it's called. The Return of Zorro will be the future one. <laughs> we, we deserved a strong Zorro trilogy with Antonio Banderas. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we we did. Old Man that. Zorro to set up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, Wait. so that's how you actually would do a that's great it. Zorro film right Wait, now. Old remember, Man Zorro. Do you guys remember... We're totally off topic. Hell yeah, dude. Do you guys remember 
um, the sequel to Django. Well, yeah, they made a comic. Django Zorro? They made a comic Django of it because, uh-huh. because they couldn't get the rights. But yeah, Django Zorro was supposed to be the sequel to Django Unchained. That would have been that was pretty sweet. Freaking cool. And I think, I, I, I'm sure Quentin Tarantino would have asked Antonio Banderas because it's about an old Zorro. Mm-hmm. That would have right? been so I'm totally into dude. that shit. Give me that. That was yeah. a pretty decent book too. I liked reading it. Yeah, yeah. it was a fun book. My only problem is uh, Zorro's not Zorro for most of it. Yeah. It's, uh, Django becomes Zorro for most of the comic. Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a little bit. The Z is silent. So yeah. Anyway, um, where are we? Where did we just? Start we were the talking show? about each other's weeks, yeah. and then uh, yeah. we tangented off of hey man, Brandon's week. We're a lot of tangent. People hey like man, personality. How were your two weeks, Ryan? I don't know how are yours because I spent them mostly with you. Uh, like half. Like half. Because half of it, I was gone. Oh, you were gone for a week. That was a sad week. I just played a lot of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about what we did together first before we tangent off. Wait, oh do man, we wa- uh, do we want to talk about that now? Or do we want to get Ben's week in first? Okay, yeah. Go ben. for baby boo. Well, it wasn't nothing special. All right. So what did you guys do? You didn't play any. You didn't play any <laughs> played, video games. I played Overwatch with Ryan quite a bit. That was fun. Yeah. Hell and yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving, uh, my girlfriend and I we went to her friend's house, which is our tradition now, and we kept on the tradition. Tradition. Of watch- yeah, we watch tradition. We- we uh, watched Star Wars because her friend has How never many? seen any of the Star Wars. Oh, we only saw six. That's fine. We only oh we only saw episode six. Yeah, yeah. We brought episode six. We got to watch uh, seven and eight as well. I would have really loved to be that. We only saw six of the movies, so we saw Rogue One, Solo, <laughs> yeah. episode two, <laughs> episode well, three. Funny, funny <laughs> thing is, Brandon, because last last um, last time I was at our place, I think it was last Thanksgiving, I brought Rogue One, and we were gonna watch Rogue One. Then went to uh, four, five, and six, but we only got got to Rogue One. Because also we watch a Star Wars movie and then we watch Beat Bobby Flay on Food Network while we're eating. Dinner. Hey, nice, nice. Yeah. Did they beat him? One person did. Cool. So, okay. So what do you guys do this past week? Um, You guys had, a, we guys posted on Instagram. It was pretty big. Oh. Oh, yeah. We saw, we had to, we saw Infinity War. Oh, yeah. With the Russos. We did that, we did that on my birthday. I forgot. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, birthday. Everyone's a November baby except for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When is your birthday? January. January. Okay. January. Um, yeah, that was real fun to see that movie on a huge ass screen again after a couple months. That of was a it. really cool screen to see it on. Yeah, um, you guys I saw think, the, the Arclight in Hollywood. In, yeah, uh, yeah, it the, was the, the, in the dome, the big dome that, one, that eight hundred and fifty seats or something. I saw, I saw Hotel yeah. Artemis in that theater. That that Ooh. theater kind of sold me on those curved television screens. And the sound is like very <laughs> IMAX, very rumbling. Super great. Your butt um, rumbles. Yeah, that was that was a really great experience. If I your think butt it was rumbles. You should get that looked at. I think it was helped. I think it was helped by the fact that we hadn't watched. Infinity War in a long time. Yeah. Um. So it was it was kind of fresh all over again, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Hey guys, guess what? That movie still rocks. Yeah, that movie's really. That good. movie's real good. Yeah. Uh, there was a two-hour Q and A. That was that was pretty cool. That was that was intense. We probably could have got questions in, but we we don't. absolutely could have, and we didn't realize that because what happened is a whole bunch of people stood up when they opened it up for fan questions, and we assumed that it would run like Comic Con where. Not everybody like five would get to, an, to ask their questions, and we were like, "Well, that's a lot of people already. We won't go stand in the line." And then, like forty minutes go by, and then they say they're capping the line, and everyone who's in line already, their questions are getting asked. And, and we they, were like, "Oh, yeah." And well, they if said, we known that, uh, yeah. like when people are lining up, all right, this is more que- this is more people than we've ever had for Q and A. So we're gonna do lightning questions. So everyone had really fast questions. So we could have got some good so, ones. In. No, we could have. I've got a question for you. Is it a clickbait article? <laughs> okay. Uh, preface: I know the answer. Yeah. Um, a lot of information was given out of that screening. Yes, <sighs> no, he said sarcastically. No, uh, so the the like most vast amount of information was things about like how the two brothers like what got them into it, why they enjoy working at Marvel, what their process is. That's where you got like the most juicy answers yeah. from yeah. them. Um, anything else? I think the most interesting one that I. Again, like you and I knew this going into it. It's been talked about before that they've said 
the reason the Netflix shows weren't combined with the Marvel films was because of um, production schedules. Yeah. Sure. Which they said again, but they did say that the first two months it was being talked about. They they were on the board. They were being considered. So yeah. the Netflix characters were in consideration. That's cool. It That's was cool being discussed for, work out. for a while before they were like, this is too complicated. Right. Yeah. Um, Which we've we've known for a while if that that was the case why they couldn't. Cross we over. we knew that it was complicated. I did not realize that they spent. At, he said specifically the first two months they were talking about it. So they spent the first two months trying to make it work. Yeah, cool. like and the that's, beginning. That's of, good information yeah. to have. Yeah, at the beginning yeah. of like of like the script writing scene. Like, all right, let's get everyone we can, and then they had to whittle it down. And like, uh, it, there's just it's not going to work. That that makes me a little bit hopeful. Yeah, a little bit in relation to the news we're going to talk about later today. Somebody asked, and I don't know this, and I, it's the one thing I did learn that I didn't already know. Um, somebody asked, oh, so we see him, we see Thanos use all the infinity stones in certain ways, but we never see him use a soul stone. Like what power does a soul stone use? So when Dr. Oh, yeah, Strange yeah. does his astral form and creates like a hundred versions of himself, uh, Thanos uses a soul stone to break him out of his body, to bring him to the astral plane. That's why he, he actually, so his body, so for his astral form comes out and Dr. Strange immediately puts himself back in his own body. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, that's, and if you look, you see specifically the soul stone illuminated in that. Yeah, moment. and I didn't know that, and I saw that maybe like three uh, times. Yeah, Joe Russo pointed out that that was a specific really choice, rad. and I thought that's really awesome. Yeah. Can um, I talk about how cool that scene is with Doctor Strange versus Thanos? Dude, on the big screen, I was we, going we crazy did that again. In a giant review. Yeah, it was. Yeah, great. it's it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun seeing it with a, a lot of fans around us. Um, it, definitely, we are more aware of how clickbaity headlines can be coming out of these Q and As, and how reading something and actually being there and hearing the tone of how something is said yes. makes a big difference. Right. One the big one for me was like like the Russos are done after Avengers 4. Like we we don't want to do a superhero thing. We want to take a break, do some smaller stuff again. And uh someone's like, "Oh, so like, you know, if you guys came back, what would you want to do?" And he's like, and the Russo said like, "Listen, we're not going to do anything unless like Marvel wants to do Secret Wars." Right. And just like as a joke, like well, it wasn't it wasn't even that. He'd yeah. finished the question, they were moving on and then Joe Russo joked and said, "Well, Secret Wars as like a and, joke. And and that was because he'd already referenced it once earlier as one of his favorite comics as a kid. Yeah. And and so like intent is everything. And then there's a the Moon Knight question like, do you guys ever think about oh, bringing Moon yeah, Knight yeah. in? Yeah. And then like I saw three articles like is Moon Knight going to be in Avengers 4? Like, no. No, he's not. No. Yeah. So my eyes are now open to every single article I read now. Uh a couple of tidbits that I did like that we got were like it's not super juicy, but it's like oh that's neat. Um, they visualized the story as a as a battle between Thor and Thanos. That's why the I opening scene is uh, about Thor and Thanos, and the ending is about Thor and Thanos. And and if Thanos is the hero, Thor is kind of the villain. Yeah. And hit, trying to Thor just wants revenge and, and doesn't and it doesn't work. Yeah. It's a revenge story for Thor that doesn't work out. Um, and they were asked this question a couple of times about how Thor, uh, well like you know how Thor could have defeated Thanos if he hadn't thrown it at his chest. Mm -hmm. um, and why didn't he do that? And they're like, well, it's very specific. It's because he wanted to have that moment where he goes in and says, I told you I'd kill you for that. He wants that moment. Yeah. And that's why Thor is responsible for the fact that they failed Yeah. Um, in that moment. And I thought that was really cool that they, they were very specific that that was intentional. They, they knew that would be a question of like, why didn't Thor do that? And it's like, he wanted to get in there and say that line that he would kill him for that. He wanted to hurt him before that's, he killed him. That's yeah. who he is. So remember the thing that, that raised our eyebrows. Yes. Yes. That's the, the other one thing. I was going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So someone asked a question about, this is the, the interesting one. Someone asked a question about why doesn't Thanos's chest have the wound from the Stormbreaker when he's at the farm at the end. And uh, they asked, is that he's like... He's still wearing the gauntlet in that scene. Uh-huh. And they asked, is that like a... I wonder if he can't take it off. 
Oh, maybe. Um, because of the burns. Uh, but anyway, and you see like his like his arm is burnt and stuff. Yeah, you still. see you see the damage to his arm and he's limping, but his chest, but his is, chest fine. is fine. And people were like, "Well, what's up with that?" And uh, they were asking, "Is that like sometime later or something?" And all Joe would say is, "Hmm." And they're like, "Are you gonna?" An-? And he's like, "That is my answer." Hmm. Hmm. So that's interesting Some, to think. Someone also asked, based off that uh, motivational poster concept art that was released at Comic Con with Thanos great. on the farm, with, where it says Titan, yeah, Thanos on Titan in the corner. Um, they were asked if that was supposed to be a place on Titan, and they said they confirmed that no, that that must have just somehow gotten mixed up in the concept art. They had always referred to the farm as Titan Two, oh, so it is okay. a different planet that seems to be something that reminds Thanos of his original home, but it is not Titan. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. And we do know that for sure. Yeah, so. Overall, a uh, uh, a real fun thing. Yeah, it was it was a neat experience yeah. um, to have with them. Shall we? Uh, oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not even done yet with yeah, my news, baby. Yeah, All we right, did. Go for we it. did uh, Titans. Watched three episodes of Titans. Yeah, I really like that show, basically, except for Raven. Yeah, yeah. Jason Todd's a big old asshole, and he's great. The show would be even stronger, I think, if the season wasn't about what's up with Raven. Yeah, I think as we get closer Try to again. the end, as we get closing to the end, uh. uh Hopefully sh- she'll become more of like the oh my god here we are again like that kind of Raven instead of like but that Raven <sighs> doesn't exist in the comics I I this is I don't this even is a need weird imagination. I don't need her to be like that I just need her to not be like a bad actress trepidatious <laughs> well that <laughs> but trepidatious about every single decision she makes yeah well I mean this is like the beginning of her no right? I know and we yeah. talked about that like yeah. I I get the idea that it's supposed to be like her getting up to being who she is. I get that that's the intent. I just don't care. No, I feel you. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But outside of that, Titans is is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Good. I would say it's like about on par with a really good CW season. Yes. Do you know, yeah. what, I, do you know what I just realized? Because uh, I was thinking about buying, you know, getting on DC Universe and we we would talk about it a little bit later, but Young Justice Outsiders has a uh, sure. release date now. So I'm like, well, that's when I'm going to get it. Uh, and I was like, well, can I? And I looked at my, I looked at my kind of bank statements. And I'm like, Oh, I'm still paying for CBS All Access. Yeah. Yeah, you should drop that and actually watch stuff. I haven't even watched Star Trek Discovery and I'm still Ryan, paying for the service. <laughs> Ryan and I literally talked about that the other day and it's like, he was like, do you think Brandon owns Star Trek Discovery on DVD? And I'm like, that'd be real dumb. He still hasn't even watched <laughs> it on CBS All Access and yeah. he's paying for that. I, yeah, I was actually looking at the DVD. That's how I remembered too. I was looking at the DVD and I was like, oh, it's not. I mean, it's, t- it's bad, but maybe if it's on sale. And I was like... I could watch it for free, and I haven't even done it yet. Yep. World's biggest well, Star Trek. Well, not free, now. but without spending more money. Yeah, yeah five ninety nine for that service is. Hey guys, it's not worth it if you're not watching shit yeah. on it. <laughs> right. Um. Anything else for you before I say something? <sighs> That's it. That's the one. Hey, uh, Ratatouille is a great Thanksgiving movie. Is you're it really? welcome? Okay. It's about food and family and friendship. Yeah, it actually times out real well for Thanksgiving. More like Ratafoodie. Well. I like that. Go on, Ryan. <laughs> Thank um, you. I appreciate that. So I watch when when you are gone. I like when I'm here by myself. I'm just like I don't naked know what to and do. watching things. Yeah. Well, obviously. So um, House of Cards uh, had its final season uh, without Kevin Spacey, uh-huh. and they just kill him off, which is awesome because it makes <laughs> his vice president wife the president, and she doesn't know what to do, and she's like, it's a uh, Robin White, and she's awesome. So I watched like the first couple episodes of that season. It's really good. Um, I watched Heat, which is a Michael Mann three-hour uh, crime drama with Robert De Niro and Val, uh, Val Kilmer and Al Pacino. That's one of the greatest crime movies ever made. It's beautiful. It's really poetic and awesome. It's got great heist in it. Uh, I can see why GTA, GTA 5 based a lot of it off of that. And I watched the first episode of Castlevania season two because I couldn't wait. I'm sorry, but it's I only okay. watched the first episode. Right. It's dope. A lot of babies getting killed. It's gross. <laughs> and they're eating babies. It's gross. Um, final <coughs> thing is, I'm so close to beating Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm like almost 80 hours in. I want to talk about one mission I really like. 
there's an arena where you can do do uh, coliseum battles, right? Like uh, like gladiator, and like you, you go from level one to fifty, and as you get oh, higher level, yeah. you go through higher levels. Uh, you fight harder opponents, and um, the guy that you talk to, who's like who's like the like the ringleader, he's like, hey Cassandra, like you're really motivating me. Like I was the champion before you years and years and years ago. Uh, so when you beat all these guys, you get to the final opponent, and you beat them. He's like, man, like you're awesome, Cassandra. Like you've inspired me to like want to go visit my daughter. I haven't seen her in like ten <clears> years. Like now that you're the champion. And like I don't need to be here anymore uh, but there is one more opponent to fight um, if you want to fight him and I'm like hell yeah I want to fight so you get into the arena and it's the guy and uh, he's like hey Cassandra uh, you're the best and I need to prove that I'm still pretty good and uh, and uh, so you, you could choose not to fight him but I chose to fight him because I'm the dopest and, and, I'm, and it's a fight to the death so he's dying in my arms and uh, she says, like, I thought you wanted to, like, go see your daughter. And he's like, my daughter's been dead for 10 years. This is how I'm going to go see her. Oh, all right. So on that note, we're going to oh, Isn't that awesome? And it's so beautiful and poetic. He's like, Cassandra, you've given, you've given me hope. And, like, I'm going to go visit my family and you could take my place and everything is right in the world. Praise Zeus. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't expect this at all. So uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed is great. That's all. That's rough. All that's right. awesome. Oh, so damn. Let's yeah, dude. get into the rest of the episode. Yeah, the video games are great. That note. Also, we played Overwatch a lot and we were good. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then to start the news, we have some sad news. Steven Hillenberg, mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. I pronounced that right, yeah. uh, the creator of SpongeBob, passed away this week at the age of 57. <sighs> the best time to wear a striped sweater. Is all, the, all time. the time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This is rough. This is rough. I didn't expect this to happen. I mean, uh, of course, nobody he's, ha- it, he's been battling ALS for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I um, have no emotional connection to SpongeBob, but I know a lot of people do. It is um, the base for all of my memes, basically. Yeah. 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 I think. I think for the, especially for the generation that that was growing up right when it came out, SpongeBob was was. It was it. A big time it was the revolutionary shit. cartoon. Yeah. Um, it was canceled too and then brought back after the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a real bummer. It's just a real Especially, bummer. Especially like he was young and he was going and he, yeah. ALS is just the worst thing to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like like your muscle doesn't communicate with your brain anymore and it's like you just you can't you just like you don't even know how to breathe anymore like it's just that's right. like the worst way to go and that dude was so funny and talented and I watched so much Spongebob clips and like interviews with him like the last week and I'm just like oh man sometimes like being a regular human sucks yeah that's yeah. rough yeah. Uh, yeah I remember specifically when Spongebob first came out we my mom and my brother and I we would watch Nickelodeon on Saturday morning and that's when Spongebob premiered and we were, I forgot what show we I think we were watching Fairy Odd Parents and then their constant commercials like Hey, today, the first ever episode of Spongebob was going to come on. D- don't be sure not to miss it. I ripped my pants. And we would be watching um, like the, the little snippets, and my family and I, we just look at each other thinking, man, this just looks stupid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so out of sheer curiosity, Fairly Odd Parents is over. So we're like, all right, we're just going to give Spongebob a shot. That first half of the episode where he goes to get the spatula, we thought was one of the greatest things we've ever seen. And it became a thing for us. We would actually wake up, watch Odd Parents, and then make sure we watched the new episode of SpongeBob. Like my favorite episode of SpongeBob, hands down, is Band Geeks. I absolutely love that. It's a great episode. There's a petition to have um, uh, that song, Sweet Symphony or Sweet Sweet uh, Victory, Sweet Victory, Sweet Victory play at the Super Bowl. It's got yeah. like forty thousand. Did you see? Okay. Did you see the tribute that Nickelodeon put out to him? No. 
It's really sweet. It's you know, it's um the fun song that SpongeBob F is for friends. friends to do stuff together. You and for you and me. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's mixed up with another song. I didn't watch the whole thing because, I mean, I don't. Honestly, not to be insensitive. You don't care about SpongeBob. Yeah. No, it's SpongeBob. Fine, yeah. You're not a SpongeBob fan. That's but really I want to see. There's a quote at the end that's really sweet, and you know, Nickelodeon put out this statement, and they they had a really great working relationship. And like, and yeah, like after like after the '90s, after the '90s, Nickelodeon, the Nicktoons, SpongeBob, what became the head? Like I remember after Cat Dog was done, Hey Arnold was done, Rugrats oh, was done and over. Yeah, yeah, that's Alone a that's world a cut. Love cat dog. <laughs> that's a deep cut. And right? even then, like none of them were like. The face of Nickelodeon, they no. were like together the face of Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. but then like, you'd see Spon- Hey Arnold, SpongeBob Rocket became the Spider Man. <laughs> yes, you'd see Hey Arnold, Rocket Power, oh, Cat Dog all sitting yeah. next to each other, and you'd be like, Yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah, but it, it, you, the second you saw it, SpongeBob was in a league of his own. Yeah, yeah. whereas every character from SpongeBob, like there is even there's this post that's been going around the internet where some person in Russia went to an old communist bu- building and and painted over it to make it look like Patrick Star. <laughs> no, this is Patrick. <laughs> that's yeah, cute. every all the memes. That SpongeBob is not just the face of Nickelodeon. He's like you say, SpongeBob. He's the face of I, the memes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think what what it is there is SpongeBob was for a whole generation of children growing up a defining uh, source of comedy mm-hmm. and like a, a inspiration. I'm sure Weird for a lot comedy. of people were yeah a, an inspiration for a lot of people who are going to go on or already have to do comedic works. Um, SpongeBob's where it was at because that was kind of like the proper evolution of the modern day Looney Tunes kind of yeah. comedy. It's uh it had a lot of red and stampy vibes to it too. Like yeah. a lot of like the gross out like close ups on SpongeBob's face and stuff. Right. Yeah. But it but it like it was the modern step up for that kind of com- comedic cartoon. And uh, I think that's a base for a lot of people where yeah. their jokes and humor He was come number from. one. Spongebob Smitty Werber Mega Man Jensen. He was number one. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, um chocolate. Chocolate. Oh chocolate. dude I chocolate uh, Ryan, what's your favorite episode? Ben already said his. Oh <sighs> man. Probably where where SpongeBob and Patrick get it going to Sandy's uh, uh uh thing when she's hibernating. Oh my god, that's oh. mine too. That's mine too. <laughs> You're calling I was say, so yeah, exactly. I was yeah. gonna say that. I remember distinctly the episode where I was like, okay, I really like SpongeBob. Yeah. It was the ah, one where, they get, where they get snowed in at Sandy's place. <laughs> yes, because I was laughing just constantly throughout that episode. Anytime they reference Texas, I lived in Texas at the time, so I was like, "Oh, sure." Like people from Texas are dumb. I'm like, "Hey, SpongeBob, you can't say that." <laughs> and now you're like, "People from Texas are dumb." Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Do you have a favorite? Oh, you're what? not that big a fan. <laughs> I have I a favorite. favorite. Um, okay. One of the things I just love about SpongeBob is how I like tired. that movie with Antonio Banderas. That was a good movie. <laughs> I didn't see it. The first one or second one? Oh, you butt. That <laughs> was a good movie. The that was the one, second right? one. Okay. I yeah. haven't seen the second one. Neither oh, man. it's oh! I only I saw the first. One. I know what we're doing soon. Okay, yeah. okay, that's a great movie. But here's the thing: I was gonna say, SpongeBob. The one thing I love about SpongeBob is how timeless it is. Yeah, like an episode, like the episode where he with goes to stage for the first time and he doesn't have the water thing. Where like when he's just sitting there, is like, I don't need it. I don't need it. Yep. Uh, do you know how many times that my girlfriend and I quote that stupid thing where I look where one of us looks at something we want and they're like. I don't need it. I think I, I literally it. remember Fanny doing that the other day. She, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she yells, I need yeah, yeah, I like, technique. I'm like, soiled it. Like, there's so <laughs> many. It's it's maybe one of the most quotable shows of all time. Yeah. Like, it, it is. I never, I didn't think about it until after he passed, like how much SpongeBob was vital to my comedy, like lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah he will be missed. It's really bummer. It's it, really big it, bummer. Yeah, it, it sucks because like he was, yeah, he was young, but he brought something that the whole world will remember. I remember going to Brazil, seeing SpongeBob things, and they call him Bob Esponja. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I think that's that great. is one of the hardest things about this one is just him 
having been so tragically young. Yeah. yeah. Like we've lost a few people recently, but a lot of them had lived quite full lives, mm-hmm. but, but he didn't get to, and that's yeah. a real yeah. bummer. Shall we move on then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get some good news out of the way. Um, in a, uh, in a surprise twist, <gasps> Netflix has greenlit a live action cowboy bebop series, uh, which is going to be produced with tomorrow studios uh, the director of the original anime, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, uh, is going to be a consultant, and Christopher Yost is writing the first episode. Christopher Yost is writing it too. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I also started watching Cowboy Bebop again when yeah, when you were gone because I. Yeah. Um, guys, that show is next level. Um, I'm really excited for more episodes of Firefly. <laughs> Came up before Firefly, my dude. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> God, guys, that show's so good, and it's so it's about isolation and like what happens when you lose like your loved one and like just being like, in space. Did you ever see Outlaw Star? Yeah, I like that show a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see the the similarities. Yeah, um, this is one where a, a lot of fans are like, I don't want this. Like, don't touch it. And is this, I, is this the same rea- same reaction that I had before Last Airbender? I was yeah. like, don't. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, I'm I'm living in that camp a little right now too. Blanking. Uh. No, I mean like with, with uh, this Cowboy part. Bebop. Oh, have, yeah. have you watched Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't. We remember. talked about this. No. Dude, I don't remember anything I talked about. It's sitting over there. On I my know. Shelf. It's awesome. Okay. It's a great show. So I saw the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. It's on my watch list on Hulu. I do plan to get back to it and watch it before this comes. You out. You got plenty of time. I know. I, I do, but I really like that first episode of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that, really that show's like great. Like I, I, a, I watched the, the full mm-hmm. series a, a while. It's ago. really progressive too. In a way, it's it's a super beloved anime. So they got to be real on it with this. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see no Full Metal Alchemist movie stuff with this one. Yeah, like it's, I'm almost in disbelief that like this is happening because like if it's bad, man, oh, I, I'm just imagining like M. Night Shyamalan Airbender situation. But you know here. what? Oh. If it's bad, we still have the anime. We do, yeah. but like in a way, it taint, it doesn't taint it, but like people won't want to watch that anime because it's tied to I this. Think, I think it just pushes us further and further down that line of like, is anything ever going to be a good anime live action adaptation? Akira. No. Um. Um. Oh, we watched Akira we together. Watched oh yeah, yeah. We, no, I, finally saw, we I finally saw. I finally saw Akira. I finally saw Akira. I have yet to. It's great. Did you like it, Ben? I you did. It is weird. I really want to. Ty from Digimon is one of the voice actors. So, I've said, so I've, I've, I hear we're having a movie night. It's going to be a double feature: Akira and the last SpongeBob, SpongeBob <laughs> movie. <laughs> the second uh, SpongeBob sorry. movie. I meant to say Alita. I think Alita had, might be good. Yes, Alita. But it's it, too it early. might be. And yeah. I mean, we've talked. I've had three. I've had three roommates in my life tell me I need to see uh, oh, yeah, Akira 100%. and have told me we will watch Akira and, then it and happen? this never happened mm. well, well yeah, if you lived in this house then we'd absolutely be doing it immediately um, it's funny because <laughs> I was the podcast and watch it right now <laughs> well Brandon the only reason why we saw it is because I was wearing my uh, Gundam spinoff shirt and Ryan over here is like Ben have you actually seen Akira I was like no but I know where it's from he's like no we're watching Akira so yeah I was like hey can we, just, like can we just watch it right we now we went to my house <laughs> also, and we watched Akira also wait I dispute the good anime thing Speed Racer I was gonna say. I mean, I we always have, forget. But it's have, so good. We have Need Speed Racer. We have the Japanese Death Note films. But I'm like, it, we're really limited. I yeah. and to. and those you were will. a while ago. And a lot of live action anime things have happened since. And More pushed bad. us further and yeah. further away from yeah. good. Now I still am in the camp of Speed Racer is not a good movie. But I, once again, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. So and I that was like 14 years ago, my dude. Yeah, I need now, to rewatch right, it. So again. we're doing a triple feature. <laughs> God damn it! Really? <laughs> this, is a, this is a crazy triple feature. Yeah. Um, now the thing is, I have a little bit more faith in in any adaptation as a TV series. Uh, I, I've I've mentioned many times that I would like to see Harry Potter adapt, readapted as a TV series uh, because I do think you can tell more of the story and more be more faithful. Like give it a decade, put it on like HBO or something. Yeah, you can do you can uh, so for Cowboy Bebop, for yeah. example, and even like Last Airbender. Look, it gets a little it gets a little dicey when you're adapting a TV series into another TV series. Like you still, I still believe that you have to give me a reason 
why you felt this deserved to be told in this other medium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can't just be the same thing, uh, which is something that's going to come up again a little later in the episode. But if you if you want to do another TV series, you can expand on things. You can you can give things time to breathe. It's not like we're condensing 20, uh, 50, 26 episodes. Of the Cowboy? Yeah. Yeah, it's just one season. 26 episodes into a movie. Yeah. We're not doing that. So at least there's that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know. And, and, and who knows? I have faith because the original guy is involved. So he like, is a consultant. And yeah. they, they mentioned that specifically. Yeah, so. cool. Yeah. yeah. So oh yeah. Not we'll much. See. Not much else is known about that one. We'll see you later, see Space it. Cowboy. Probably see it sometime 2019, 2020. Yeah. I finally get why people say see you later, Space Cowboy. I thought that was just a random line, but yep. now I know better oh, now. It is. Uh, it is from Outlaw Star. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> you should watch Outlaw Star too. It's great. All right. Uh, it was actually my favorite anime growing up. Honestly, dude, I've been watching. I've been watching so much. I got caught up in a Gundam show this past few weeks. Uh, Gundam Build Fighters. I freaking love that show. Oh we watch Gundam Wing. No, no, it's on my. <coughs> I have watched Gundam Wing. I'm halfway through it. I need no, to think I said, about it. I got to rewatch Gundam Wing. You have, so you have a month and a week to watch Dragon Ball Super. Or I've All seen the movie shit. without you. You can. I give you that permission. I'm just telling you. Hey, it's not going to happen. Just like in high school and college, give me a deadline. I could freaking do it, dude. Yeah, you've got a month and a week. And then I'm, I'm only like 70 episodes. And you're either there with Wait, me or you're not. Sparks, it's on Verve, right? All, all of it's on Verve? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, okay. Moving Dan, you on. have like 150 episodes. <laughs> speaking of up, up. anime, I guess this one was a little bit of a stretch for me. But speaking of anime, uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus. No, yeah, this is anime for sure. No, I mean like speaking of anime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Blade Runner, uh, you know Ryan's favorite film, uh, film. One of my favorite films. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, is Two of your favorite films. 2049. You go back and forth if you like which one better. I do, and I haven't seen 2049 in a long time either. Yeah. So I, yeah. Uh, so 2049 was a was not a huge success, which was fortunate. But just like was, first just like the first one, so it doesn't really surprise anybody. But they did say they wanted to expand a little while ago. They wanted to expand the universe of comics, and one of the things was the animated series. So now we know that the first animated series. I was I say first because I'm kind of hoping for more. But a animated series is called Blade Runner Black Lotus. There was with 2049. There was a a animated short that did Blade come out. Blade Runner 2022. Yeah, and there was a and Blackout, which was Blackout's a, not animated. Yes, it is. Oh, I, Blade Runner 2022. There two animated because I know there's one live. There's there's two. two there's multiple things. I know there's yeah. there's three shorts, but yeah. I thought at least two were live. No, action. Blackout's definitely about the, the, the blackout. Yeah, I, I yeah, knew that, but animated. I thought that was 2022. I don't remember. It could be the same. We could be talking about the same thing. Possibly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was it was done by the guys who did Cowboy Bebop, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, this is that team. Yes, I got uh, Kenji Kamiyama from Ghost in the Shell and uh, Shinjiro Wanatabe from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Um, well, the, Ghost uh, in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop are two of the greatest anime shows ever made. Hell so. yeah, dude. So this is uh, Adult Swim partnering with Crunchyroll to do uh, 13 30-minute episodes. Uh, produced by uh, Sola, Sola, Sola Digital, Digital Arch, who is Ultraman, I guess. Hope so. So yeah, so pretty should be pretty good. Dude, I think. Like, yeah, and they said that there's going to be characters from the movies in in this, so we might see like like an anime Brian Reynolds. I really hope Brian Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I really hope for an uh, an anime Harrison Ford uh, with him uh, doing the voice. Uh, Give it to me. I'm yeah. so gruff. Uh, robots. He won't do the. He voice. won't definitely. He will no, definitely no. not do it. No, dude. Those those animated shorts that came out on Country Roll. I watched them on YouTube. Were freaking awesome. They're on the DVD. They're on the Blu-ray for yeah. 2049. Ooh, I gotta get that. And um. More of that is super exciting because it's just more animated cyberpunk stuff. So I'm in. Yeah, and it, it lends it the the world lends itself well to the animated format, to yeah. the, the anime format specifically. I think so. I think we could be seeing something pretty cool here. Hell yeah, dude! 
all right, some Star Wars news, I guess. Speaking of space franchises. Every time. Um... I guess so. That works. I don't know. These these are really you're lame. doing great, dude. Um, it's been two weeks. I'm yeah. rusty. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, we we found out that Cassian Andor is getting a TV series set before Rogue One. It'd be a little hard to set it after. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Because you know he uh, died. Uh, spoilers. Force ghost. But Stephen, that'd be man. Talk about breaking the canon. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, Stephen Schiff. Who is the showrunner for the Americans? The creator and the showrunner for the Americans Good has job. been uh, atta- has attached himself as showrunner for the Cassian Andor TV series. Ooh. If this is just the Americans, but Cassian Andor is like is like infiltrating the Empire, like the Americans were infiltrating America from Russia, this show is going to be great because that dude knows how to do that stuff really well, yeah. really well. Really I, done one eighty on this. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw no, the yeah. for, I saw the first season of the Americans. That was a really really good spy yeah, show. Dude. I really enjoyed it. I heard nothing but good things. Not, not if I. I've heard amazing things about uh, Americans. So if this guy is going to do the same thing, but in space in the Star Wars universe, oh man, this show is going to be kick-ass. And like I, I said, so. I like this character, uh, mostly because I like Diego Luna. Yeah. So I'm into seeing more of this, mm. uh, especially if you can expand on this world. Yeah. I still don't know if I like. I don't want it more than Mandalorian, but but no. get, getting. But you're a, also getting Mandalorian, so uh, yeah. yeah. But like, is getting a good showrunner for a show that I like like helps me. Hey man, if you're already going to get Disney Plus, you could just. One day you're watching Mandalorian, one day you're watching this. They're both going to be on the same service. It's like, hey, you finished The Mandalorian. What do I want to watch now? Oh, I'll just watch this uh, Cassian Andor show. Oh, my God, the show is amazing. Hope hopefully, so. hopefully, no. fingers crossed. Sparks, you've been a little silent. What do you got? I am not one on this show yet still. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Um, Nick Nolte has been cast in The Mandalorian. Damn, Nick Nolte. That's a, that was actually, if you know who Nick Nolte sounds like, that's pretty good Nick Nolte. That was pretty I'm good. I'm proud was, of it. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I did a pretty good Alan Arkin over the over the holiday. Yeah? I wasn't able to do it again. So you only have my word on that one. I'm I sorry. It's just him quoting Santa Claus 3, oh, Alan wow. Arkin, which is just him going, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm picturing it in my head. Yeah. If you all have ever seen Santa Claus 3, uh, the reveal that, that uh, Tim Allen is Santa Claus and um, we're under attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The reveal that Tim Allen is Santa Claus to Alan Arkin, his in-laws, is just Alan Arkin, stone face, just going, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You're, oh, wow. You're like, okay, buddy. Is that the, is that the, the escape clause? The escape clause. Is that Jack Frost? Yeah. Yes. I don't remember Martin liking Short, that. I don't like that movie. I, I never think. saw that movie, but I know. But I remember Alan Arkin going, oh, wow. <laughs> hey, it's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't know anything about his his uh, his involvement of the show. He's undisclosed character. So he's probably Boba Fett. <laughs> he's going to be a, uh, a gruff dude in the in the space west. That, so it's that tangented so long that I started thinking Alan Arkin was cast in the casting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. Nick Nolte in Mandalorian. Here we go. Uh, yeah. So Nick Nolte's probably Boba Fett. <laughs> if you believe the rumors online. Because like I said, whenever, dead. whenever characters pop up. Uh, whenever a new <laughs> character, whenever someone new is cast, they're either Thrawn or, Boba Fett, yeah. or, or Ray's parents. Young Palpatine. Or young Palpatine. Boba Fett is not dead because of the books. Boba Fett's dead. Because of the books. I want you, I know you want him to be dead. Is Boba Fett alive in the current books? There's a mention of them finding Mandalorian armor by the Starlight Pit like somebody crawled You're right, in the Battlefront, in the Battlefront yeah, games. It, it's there. So, uh, and Disney has said uh, a couple of times, I think, that He's dead until someone has an idea to bring him back. So he's dead. <sighs> exactly. He's dead. Until someone has an idea to bring him back. But for now, he's dead and he for will now. stay dead. But you know where a great place to put it, to, to bring him back is? Don't say the fucking Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, you know, he's Mandalorian. No. I know. Okay. Boba Fett's Mandalorian. No, no he's not. He armor. is actually the armor. not a Mandalorian. Yeah, he's, he's, he's stole co- the armor from someone. He's Kamino. He's whatever. Kamino? No, no, he's not from Kamino either. He was. 
he was born on Kamino, but yeah. he's not a Kaminoan. So those are the long neck monsters. Those are the long neck dudes. Is his dad Mandalorian? No. Then? So Jango Fett is also not Mandalorian. The, he see? just has the Mandalorian he just stole, armor. He stole the armor from someone or something. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. It's all explained. It's all explained. Hey, Star Wars is kind of stupid if you really think about it. It's really convoluted. Just make him a Mandalorian. Yeah. It's all explained in the Clone Wars TV series back oh, in the both, Mandalorian that I haven't watched. That was great. The Mandalorian stuff in both Rebels I've, and so Clone I've Wars heard. is awesome. So I've heard. Uh, there's a Mandalorian fight club in uh, Knights of the Republic on the Xbox. That's rad. Yes, there is. <clears throat> um, all right, so some bad news. Again, oh. Daredevil's canceled. Hey, guys, uh, did, any, did any of you three watch it? Nope. You're nope. the reason it's canceled. And no, no That's joke, though. not true. <laughs> no, but... But what I, what I mean is, all all of us watched all of the first seasons of all those shows. Sure. Now none of you guys have watched the newer seasons, so, and that's the entire world. So, that's what I mean. So Ryan, Ryan is actually technically correct in the fact that uh, it did come out that Daredevil's season fifty like percent lost fifty four percent. And this is the best thing that Marvel television has ever put out. And you probably saw people's kind of stragglers kind of come on throughout throughout the time. Yeah. Um. But it was it just wasn't enough to keep that show going. I don't know. After Defenders, dude, it just like everybody lost steam. Like it's so weird. That's, and also, I think you know they were let down. I yeah, guess. Yeah. A lot of people lost steam on the Marvel show specifically, but also on Netflix. Netflix last year said they were putting out more than eighty films, original films. That's not including TV shows. Not including TV shows. And we've seen how many TV shows have they put out? I don't even have the number. You, like, you want to know? You want to know something else? Yeah. The audience is now finally wise to the fact that 90% of the shit they put out is shit. shit. Yeah. There's a new um, Sebastian Stan TV show called The Bodyguard. That's apparently really the Russo brothers were talking about. Yeah, I it's like a, it's like a new a new Netflix show. And I have no nobody's talking nobody's about heard it. of it. No. And so so a lot of things. So you either have something that's good that gets brushed under the rug because they're not marketing it, yeah. or you have something that's bad that be, that people only know about. And, it, and, it, and nobody gives a shit. Well, you put all your marketing into Bright, and then that sucks. Yes. And then you're like, oh, here's Daredevil season three, and nobody watches it. And see, that's the that's the problem that Netflix... I knew that Netflix... They're oversaturating the brand yes. because they want to go completely original content. Yeah. They, they want to get rid of... They want to be, they're, Because they're losing so many deals to, be, to everyone else doing streaming services, they want to have their own original content and have their streaming service be only original content. And, and they're putting out more terrible shit than good shit, and yeah. that's just that's just math. No, yeah, you're right. It's sad because Dragon Prince is one of my favorite Netflix originals, it's and good show. no one's talking about. Yeah, it. Uh, the Night Comes for Us, which is like all the raid, the Indonesian action film from all the raid guys. That movie's awesome, uh, but like no one's really talking about it because yeah. Netflix, its time is kind of kind of past. Uh, I read a great, I think it was on Forbes article that was talking about Daredevil getting canceled in season three, and they're like, yes, it's partially due to the ratings, but let's be real, something behind the scenes is going on between Netflix and Disney, and not getting along anymore because Disney's going to pull everything else because like that they have on Netflix and so now having those Marvel shows whether it's direct intention or not they are in a sense advertising for them to get a different streaming service that will be their competitor I read that sir I read that and, they, and well. they're like that is definitely a factor don't think it's not and what's crazy is, is like it can't be random because Luke Cage comes out canceled. Iron Fist comes out canceled. Daredevil, well, we the know, best thing they've ever done, canceled. Well, we know that Iron Fist. Obviously, we know that Iron Fist was canceled yeah. because of viewership. Nobody that, watched it. That's the thing. I like. I. I. Sorry, uh, but that's the thing. Like, I don't. I can't chalk Daredevil season three up to viewership for being why it's canceled because it wasn't out long enough for that to be. It's been out like a month. Yeah. That's not long enough to make that I decision on a streaming service. I don't discredit that there's not that there isn't something else going on. Oh sure, no, I know, but I don't. Th- but I also don't think that 
it's this is just solely the Marvel shows. I think we're going to start seeing more Netflix content being canceled. I know there's a couple of shows that have been. I don't have the I don't have them in front of me, but I know that they've canceled a couple of their shows. There was a good one with Britt Robertson that got canceled. Yeah, so they they I mean they're. I think they're honestly. I do think they're oversaturating their market. They're, they're putting out way too much brand. stuff. One hundred percent. I think yeah. that that's a big factor. I also think that yes, uh, the the Marvel fa- oh, yeah. the Marvel factor with the. No, I, I agree with you. Advertising. I just to add that. And <laughs> like we still have two more seasons of of other shows, Jessica Jones and Punisher. Yeah. So like you know they're dead Jessica, on arrival. Now Jessica Jones, however, has an easy out because the showrunner had said she's leaving after season three. But what I mean is, is like. So you could just be like, yeah, that was always the plan. the greatest thing that they've put out. Like that show's canceled. There's no hope for Punisher Jessica Jones. If three of the five shows, yeah, have been you already canceled, know they're dead. You know oh, yeah. they're dead. Like this is like they're gonna put out one more season and then they're gonna get the axe. Well, it's, but, it's, it's but crazy. What I'm uh, kind of trying to console, I don't think Jessica Jones had a life after season three anyway. Have you watched season two? Well, the the, the showrunner said the oh, no, story yeah, yeah. Is, is three seasons and then she's leaving. That's fine. We so, got a new showrunner for season three of Daredevil, it, and it's the best thing. If they were keeping the others and they were they were doing well relatively, yeah, which I understand they they aren't. But if they were, I, I think they would have kept Jessica Jones and what, going. But and I don't know if we have more about this, but they... I, I do have a bit more. Okay, okay. But no, you go first. Um, it might lead into this, but like my thing was like, cause, you know, I want this stuff to live with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So like my thing was, all right, all these shows are getting canceled. Like there's like a five-year contract or whatever it is for Netflix. They're, these are shows are canceled. They'll relaunch them on the, streaming, on the streaming service, but they're not coming to the streaming service. They've said that. No, I yeah, that's the other stuff I have. Iger and the, the director of content for Disney has said repeatedly that these shows are not coming to to Disney Plus they don't want mature content yeah. on Disney Plus uh, these characters may live on but because of the contracts with Netflix they probably can't live on with, and, as these actors and Netflix said like yeah all these seasons will still be available for years to come so so and it's that, just like, that comes so it's like a, we're like in limbo a lot, people, a lot of people you know say well they're just gonna season 4 is just gonna be on Disney Plus it's like D- Disney Plus wouldn't start a season 4 if you couldn't watch season 1, 2, and 3 no, and, on, Nef- and on I, Disney Plus and I follow all the people involved like the creative director and the writers and stuff and like they, they were at the in the writing room and they had billboards and posters of all of season 4 and the, one of the head writers was like this was a shock to everyone like we were midway writing season 4 we, we are so excited for the path that we built with Bullseye and all these people and this was like it was pulled the rug was pulled from now, us see that's the, and that, there's there's something else that's that's weird is that they were allowed to pitch season four yeah and disney chose and and netflix chose not to renew yeah like it's so not if, like if, if yeah. so if disney if there is like something going on with disney and netflix why didn't they know stop it from the beginning yeah, instead why, of midway production yeah why didn't they just be like yeah don't pitch a season four because we don't know what's going to happen next it's just it's it's really weird considering they do have a streaming service, but they're not going they can't utilize it. So they I'm just can't like use these shows. all of the the defenders are in limbo now for years mm-hmm. now, possibly. And I'm like, they deserve better than that. <laughs> Definitely do. Maybe we'll not only that, all the fans did. Exactly, yeah. All um, the fans deserve better. Netflix did release a statement. Uh, Netflix and Marvel released a statement. I'll read Netflix first. Uh, Marvel's Daredevil will not return for a fourth season on Netflix. We are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season. And although it's painful for the fans, we feel it best to close this chapter on a high note. We're thankful, we're thankful to showrunner Eric Olson, the show's writers, stellar crew, and incredible cast, including Charlie Cox's Daredevil himself, and we're grateful to the fans who have supported the show over the years. While the series on Netflix has ended, the three existing seasons will remain on the service for years to come, while the Daredevil character will live on in future projects for Marvel. So I wonder if this opens up maybe Vincent D'Onofrio for a Spider-Man movie? Just putting that out there. He, I was trying to find, because like every cast Lord member... Willing. 
Yeah, every cast member like posted their own personal thing. Like uh, Deborah Ann Wolf, who plays Karen, yeah. she posted like this thing, like I'm I'm heartbroken. This is terrible. Right. Uh, Vincent Onofrio posted like a, a fist clenched, like I'm so proud of what we've done. Did and you I... see the the picture that the Daredevil? Yes. Account, which was just uh, Nelson Murdoch and Page. Justice never sleeps. Yeah. Right. I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, Net Marvel Marvel released a statement. I'll read that uh, real quick. Marvel is extremely grateful to the huge audience that loved Marvel's Daredevil from the moment of Young Matt's first act of heroism to the birth of Page. Uh, Murdoch and Nelson. Uh, I thought that was ending there. Birth of Page. <laughs> Birth of Page. <laughs> it has been an unbelievable journey. We are incredibly proud of the amazing showrunners and writers, uh, starting with Drew Goddard and Stephen S. Tonight, Marco Ramirez, and Doug Petrie and Eric Olson. This show went through a lot of showrunners. Yeah. Um, Charlie Cox, Deborah Ann Wolf, uh, Eldon Henson, Vincent D'Onofrio, and our cast who brought our characters to life with such excellent and uh, excellence, and every one of the fantastic crews in New York City. We look forward to more adventures with the Man Without Fear. So that's future. what I'm so. That's what's crazy. Like, there's not going to be some weird animated thing. There's not going to be a rated R animated Daredevil show. Like, he's going to live on in future projects. So is that him just like lying to us? So is he- so there is there is some politics work at work that we should be aware of. One is that Ike Perlmutter, who controls the TV, who controls everything except for Marvel Studios, uh, does not get along with Faggy. Mm-hmm. And Faggy uh, has um, mentioned, well, not really mentioned, but like it's unlikely that Ike would give up the ability to use these characters to Faggy. So it's unlikely we could see them in films. They they even said that there's a quote that it's, they quote unlikely to see in movies which doesn't mean won't yeah just means unlikely also Ike Perlmutter is currently like being investigated Ike Perlmutter is an asshole so uh, um, hopefully he'll just he'll just go to jail and we can have someone there fire Ike yeah um and then um what's the what's the other one and then um these shows as I said can't go to Disney plus but the characters could live on as different actors so I don't want that especially after season three um no, these ki- the actors for these are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, like especially Bullseye, dude. Like I'm so bummed that like that dude, that dude became a new kingpin in terms of quality, and that's all he's gonna get, and that's tragic. So, so here's the thing, I think what 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 realistically exists on the table is um, we know now because we were at that Infinity War screening that at some point they were for at least two months discussing a crossover of the Netflix shows into the films. So that means that that door has been talked about being opened before rather passionately. Um, what I think realistically will happen is, no, I don't think they'll wind up on the Disney Plus streaming surf- service, at least not any day soon. Um, what I do think might happen is that we could pick up with these characters, as long as the actors will be available. We could pick up with these same versions crossing over into certain films depending on where because we don't even know depending on where the next phases are going the most obvious one would be daredevil and kingpin with spider-man yeah but um we don't know where all of these things are going but we could see iron fist with dr strange we could see all kinds of things yeah there is um, also there is also sorry i don't mean to interrupt but there is also a possibility that we could see netflix do a movie a defender's film there is that is still on the table because yeah. the, the contracts aren't over, they're yeah. just canceling the shows. They still have the rights to these characters to use these characters. Like one final hurrah. They could. Yeah. I mean yeah. that that op- that possibility is not off the table. I don't. I don't see. Right. I, d- I don't. I don't anticipate Netflix deciding to do anything more with them. What's right. I don't think that'll happen. But what I do think can happen is that we're at early enough points in all of those characters' stories because they were such solid origin beginnings of the characters that were still being developed in the seasons that have come out. Um, I haven't watched Daredevil season three, but I'm vaguely aware of the fact that by the end he's actually like 
become fully Daredevil is kind of the intention. Well, I, I mean, Jessica Jones will have an ending. Uh, but, but... It was always intended to. But the point being that we could pick up five years later yeah, and these characters could be five years along from where we've left them in the Netflix shows and we could be deeper <sighs> into different comic stories with Man, them. Man, so... Into the See, the problem right. I have with that is because you haven't watched any of the second seasons and all of them leave their characters in wildly different positions than they were in. So it'd be really strange to just jump forward for all of those characters. And I mean, I it get wouldn't that. Make sense for I them mean, to, I get yeah. that. And that's rough. But Might that's the but only that's, option we have. But yeah. that's where it's at. And it is nice that at least the actors are young enough. Yeah. The origins are early enough that it it would feel like, oh yeah, we can jump forward and tell these different stories with them and still keep these origins for them. Yeah. So whatever I mean, whatever happens, it's it'll be. Um, it I'll, I'll tell you flat out, I'm not interested in seeing these characters played by different actors right 100%. now. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I you guys, uh, not you guys, like the whole world. Like if you guys haven't watched any of the newer seasons, just watch Daredevil season three because it's truly something to marvel at. I didn't mean to say Marvel, but it's it's it <laughs> yes, is it did. is truly something special. Like it is it is. The more I think about it, I watched one of the episodes uh, like two days ago again because it has like the greatest prison escape I've seen in my entire life. Like it, I, I'm so bummed that this show is not getting the recognition it deserves. Right? Because it, it is like truly like cinematic storytelling on the television. I'm sure at some point we'll yeah. do a, a big Marvel Netflix. Yeah, catch we've up. talked about it, yeah. about doing that. Um, all right, that's enough. About I miss that. you, Matt. Uh, let's move on to some trailers, uh, starting with the trailers that dropped last week. Uh, Aquaman was the first one uh, that came out. Man, this movie looks good. Yeah, this movie looks real good. <laughs> this movie looks real good. After, after seeing that trailer, all my fear after watching the animated movie, Throne of Atlantis, is gone. But I'm that's like, like totally separate. I, I know it's totally separate. Hey but guys, we see Topo and I was really stoked. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Topo, for those of you who don't know, is kind of a deep cut in uh, early Aquaman appearances. It was, I think, a pet crab that Aquaman had. It, I was don't just, know. it was a small pet that Aquaman had. It's not small anymore. And Jeff Johns reimagined him as this giant sea monster. I believe he's a kraken. I don't think he's officially called a kraken. But he is a. But he. Okay. He. I think he's supposed. to I've read a couple design. articles that that's what they're. I don't think that's who that is. Oh, really? I think that's Topo, and who were who you're talking about is someone else. Okay. Okay. That makes me okay. Cool. Um, however, I could be wrong, and that could be just not be Topo. No, I don't know. Yeah. Either way. Either way, this movie looks freaking sick, like a summer blockbuster. Like this is why I go to the movies, you guys. The, like, uh, the visuals look really great. Yeah. I was um, the first trailer. I always I kind of had this apprehension because uh, it looks a little fake. A lot of the costumes look look. Uh, it is like ninety nine percent CG. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. but I was like talk, like talking about the costumes. They look like um, plaster. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, I always kind of had that 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 kind of problem in the back of my head. It's not enough to affect my enjoyment of, the, of what was looking at was shaping up to be a pretty unique film. Um, and this one, I kind of like all those reservations were the, the, the generic villains that um, Aquaman's mom fights in the trailer uh, still look a little, um, so look a little plasticky to me, but the they all, look all like Frieza soldiers. A little bit, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But ultimately, I think uh, the design of this film looks really fun, looks really unique. The music used in this trailer is great. Yeah, and I'm sad to hear that it's not in the tra- in the movie. It, I mean, they could use it, but it is a piece that's already been made, yeah. so like it's unlikely. Yeah, the yeah. score, the person who's doing the score did Wonder Woman, so I'm sure it'll sound fine. But uh, we haven't heard the actual score yet. Aquaman's yeah. super bright orange shirt looks awesome. It does. Uh, it 
looks it really looks, good. It looks bright. Yeah. It looks orange. It's like that is awesome. This looks I think like, he looks good in that. It looks he like looks a great. really, really fun adventure movie. Ocean Master looks great. You see Black Manta and his like his like band of jump pack ju- uh, jetpack dudes. They yeah. all like, look awesome, man. I'm so I've never they thought I'd be so like stoked for They jumped out of the pages of the book. Yeah, there's such there's such big John Carter vibes from this. Yeah, I yeah. Except this movie is actually gonna make money. Yeah, but but as long as it's good, like John Carter was. Yeah. John Carter was good. Everybody. John Carter was good. Um, was good. Then, then I'm excited. Basoom. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe's on that one too. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was saying. I was saying like this oh, trailer yeah. specifically gave me John Carter vibes, and I'm like, yeah. maybe it's because of Willem Dafoe, but I think it's mostly because they're nailing the action adventure tone. The yeah. visuals, which is what John Carter did. Yeah. The visuals look great. It looks like a swashbuckler action adventure film. Yeah. It yeah. looks like James Wan did exactly what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Looks super good. Um, Lord willing. Moving on. Once upon a Deadpool. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the movie that we we uh, that nobody that asks Fox, for, but I'm so happy it's here. <laughs> this is the movie that Fox kind of slipped under the under into a release date after moving uh, like a bunch of things. ten year olds asked for it. I guess oh, it's yeah, not like those ten year olds didn't get hey, to see Deadpool. You know what? You know what? Once they didn't get to see Deadpool two in theaters. So as we as we know, uh, when I was ten, I got to see all the movies I wanted to see. No, but they were spe- they specifically like didn't let them. As we know, hits. Once Upon a Deadpool is the PG thirteen version of Deadpool two. Uh, we get some first looks at uh, Fred Savage in his in his Princess Bride garb. Uh, what I but what, what I really wanted to mention is that I think it's really great that this is going to the uh, a, a dollar spent for every ticket sold uh, will go to the F Cancer. Uh, society, uh, right? Um, and it uh, for the duration of Once Upon a Deadpool's release in theaters, it will be called the Fudge Cancer Society. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. really sweet. So it is actually okay. being done for a good oh charity Dude, there's cause. There's like five movies coming out this month, and I I want to see Deadpool again. <laughs> like, oh boy, I, I just want to see the yeah. differences they make to the uh, R version and the PG thirteen version. It also, it also looks s- like they reshot they shot new footage for the film. But also, I really want to see Fred Savage and Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool just interact with each other like they do in Princess like in Princess Bride. That uh that Marvel the Marvel Fox joke's pretty good. Oh, it's yeah, great. It is. is it? Fred Savage is a, has become a really good comedian. So Fred Savage directs a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the Goldbergs and uh, what's the family one? Directs the, a lot of TV. Uh, uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. Like he's like a comedy genius in a way. He's so he's really talented. He's also really funny in the shows that he has got, he has starred in. Yeah. Like, like Grinder wasn't a great show, but he was good in it. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He was he was good. He's popped up. Um. What's that? Is he doing the show with Kobe Smulders and in Keegan Michael Key? On Netflix, oh, friends from college. Yeah, is he in that? I, I, no I think so. I don't know. Let me. Okay. If he is, he's supposed to be really pretty good in that one. But yeah, he in the shows that he does, he's good because his and directing all those comedy shows, his comedic timing has really improved, and he's really improved as a comedy actor. Um, yes, he is in Friends from College. Okay, so yeah, uh, so like seeing him bounce off of Ryan Reynolds was actually surprisingly, not really surprising, but really funny. Yeah, and I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, you know. If you don't want to go see Deadpool two, just remember it again. It just remember it is it is going to a good cause, and I think that's really great that they did that. Yeah, and I really like the Princess Bride. So like as that being the storytelling device, I'm like I'm totally down for that. I yeah. feel like a decent chunk of the movie is is probably going to be different enough. It's going to be a worthwhile experience. And since his, yeah. he's got a mask on, they can easily ADR all of his oh, f words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they ADR most of that stuff yeah, yeah. anyway. I, I I mean we don't know exactly, but I feel like I I think that. It's being twisted a bit to be a Christmas story now. Yeah, I think it's like they're telling a story. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed it's going to be like more of a Christmas story than anything. Like the yeah. story of Cable and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then I feel like there are going to be moments where we might even see Deadpool describing the way things happened, and then us seeing it, and it's far more like different and 
kid-friendly unreliable versions narrator of stuff. what happened yes <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah honestly i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and catch this i think yeah. it's a lot of fun i think if it's anything where it was filmed without like without josh most of the things that weren't filmed with the other bigger stars they probably reshot they a lot of um it. the kid the uh, julian i forget the, yeah. the kid's name but yeah. like the main like kid in the, in a, he did i saw some footage of him like doing like santa stuff too yeah yeah so like i think ryan reynolds and the kid are did stuff they definitely did reshoots yeah. with some yeah. people we just don't know how many yeah, but so. this movie looks pretty funny. If you haven't checked out the trailer, yeah. Hey, Deadpool Two is a pretty good movie. And hey, donate to Fudge Cancer. Yeah, yeah Fudge Cancer. Um, the Lego Movie Two, the second part, released a new trailer, which is kind of just extended to the first one. It's like uh, more of the same trailer, but I'm still excited to see it. I mean, is I didn't look into it. Is Chris Pratt the voice of the other dude? I didn't look into that either, but I heard the, the that is the that is the running. It sounds online. like it. I I didn't look it up, but I I think so. so I don't know. Not I don't, like we have like three. I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, um, if it is. Maybe it's like an alternate universe version. No, I, I'm like, I get the idea, yeah. but I don't know how I, like, if we needed Chris Pratt playing off of Chris Pratt. Yeah. It, it looks like this trailer, we were talking about the first one, we were like, oh, if this is more of Elizabeth Banks coming into her own and realizing that she's special as well and blah, blah, blah. And then this one was just like, nope, it's Emmett. Nope, <laughs> it's about Chris Pratt hanging out with cooler Chris Pratt. Yeah. Lego Movie Two trailer introduces Chris Pratt as Rex Danger Vest. Yeah, okay. Oh. Okay, so it is him and it is Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt. <sighs> Okay. All hey, right. people like that, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Jurassic no, I, World, I, Fallen Kingdom in the uh, summer. I it's it's really about what you just said. It's the fact that I I it goes back to what I said the first time we saw the first trailer, yeah. which is show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Which is what they were doing about Elizabeth Banks' character, and I'm like, so far you're showing me you're not doing anything that's focusing on her. Maybe that's the the turn, yeah. the twist that we'll yeah. see when we see it. Um, I'm not crazy about the whole like it's a good gag. But it's not a gag I want to see throughout the whole movie yeah. of Chris Pratt meeting cooler Chris Pratt. Uh, you mentioned Fallen Kingdom. Uh, Sparks and I were talking yesterday, and uh, and he goes, "Oh yeah, Fallen Kingdom came out this year." I'm like, "What's Fallen Kingdom?" <laughs> I had legit. It had been expunged from my mind. I had wow. legit forgotten yeah. that. Jurassic How can you forget World about Fallen that? Bron- like Brontosaurus slowly dying as we fade away um, from no. the island. <laughs> it's so good. I'm gonna say I, 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 now. This just this just felt like I don't know. This was kind of boring. Yeah, it was just more of the same. The trailer. Yeah. I, 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 it still looks really imaginative and like it looks like uh, gorgeous and stuff. I, like, I have a feeling the movie will be. Lord good. and Miller aren't involved, which is the the, the biggest thing that scares me. Right, and because their comedy is like my type of comedy. Yeah, and this trailer is fine, but like with the two main guys gone, I'm like, can you guys carry this franchise without the guys who made it? We'll I see. I mean, Lego Batman isn't with them, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Okay, there is that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the Lion King. Uh, let me tell you a, bit, a little quick anecdote about the, the drop of this Lion King trailer. We are watching the, we had Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on, uh, and it was already after it, it ended, and I'm, and I'm, I'm talking to my, my family, and uh, I'm talking, and I look over, and I see a, a CGI lion, and I'm like, did they just drop the trailer? And I missed the whole thing? Yep. You did miss it. Uh, so I looked online, and sure enough, yeah, they dropped the Lion King trailer on Thanksgiving. In seven minutes. Um, what do we all think about this one? Hey, you guys seen The Lion King? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, Sparks, I want to go to you. you. You know, you're the one who loves The Lion King the most, I think, of all of us. What? Who said that? You all the Your time. tattoo? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you have a tattoo of The Lion King? I mean, I might. That's really aggressive <laughs> for you to, to know that it's about a, my body. I know a lot of things about your it's body. It's really invasive. <laughs> um, yeah, uh... This was this was a bit more than what I uh, 
I saw it at D23. At first, I thought it was going to be exactly what I saw, which yeah. is just the, the opening because that's how it felt, except with James Earl Jones talking. And I was like, that's neat. Um, he sounds real old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, he, does. he is. Uh, it's like when he's, when we watched Darth Vader in Rogue One. Rogue he sounds yeah. real old. And yeah. then you watch it, and then you watch uh, New Hope, and he's really really young. Yeah, yeah. It's forty years, baby. Um, I got goosebumps when I saw the stampede scene. I won't lie about that. Yeah, it's a good. That's sequence. for sure. It looks really. That good. looked really. I was like, oh dang. Yeah. Um, boy. Guys, is this actually like a trailer, or is it just like? Like a like this well, the beginning of the movie. Here's it's a teaser. I, here's what yeah. I actually a, here's what I actually asked. If the Lion King didn't exist, let's say the animated movie The Lion King didn't exist, and they just released this, is this a good trailer? No. Well, no. no. But I, none. Honestly, none of the Disney live action teasers are good. If they're the just thing recreations didn't of. Exist. I know, but this was this is the first one that I kind of just noticed. And a lot of people were bringing that up. Like, I think this looks really good, but like people who don't care about The Lion King, I don't think this is a good trailer. Also, because uh, it doesn't. It's just. The beginning of the movie again. I have a, yeah. a quick little anecdote about, about, about a the second se- anecdote. A, a, a sec- second anecdote. Um, someone was like, "Why don't they just make the the animals look like this?" And they put like uh, they they photoshopped on the cartoon eyes. The cart like the cartoon eyes. They made it look a little more like the cartoonist, but like with still photorealism. And I was like, because that looks freaking terrifying. Um, Nobody yeah. wants that. No. Uh, another that's thing, like Jungle Books or uh, Mowgli. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. here's another thing. A lot of people are also complaining that if you know it's not live action, it's all CGI. It's still animated. That's not a complaint. It's just a, those people are just being bitches. Nitpicky. Yeah. It's nitpicks. People are just being bitches. Um, no offense if you do that. <laughs> I, I think that the reason why they were so confident they could put something like this out and have it be one of the most watched trailers in a day ever yeah. Yeah. is because The Lion King is one of the most beloved Disney light like animated films. Nostalgia, baby. Remember berries. This is this is definitely where I go back to Remember who you are. This is definitely where I go back to you gotta show me a reason why you felt the story needed to be told in a different medium. Yeah. Because the Lion King is very colorful, it's very vivid, it's very imaginative. They use color very well in that movie. I always get goosebumps when I see the Now are we going to do are we going to see the same movie? But with normal colors, it just looks realistic. It just there's just no with, vibrancy with, just like, like a cartoon. nature documentary. By the way, I was watching a nature documentary on uh, at Jiffy Loop the other day, and it was uh, a, a, like a tiger eating a caribou. And I was like, "Why is this still on? <laughs> I don't want to see this." Oops. Hey, they got to eat. And then it was a caribou leaving her child, and I'm like, "This it, is horrible, dude." It's the circle of life. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> so, like, I I still you know I have apprehensive about I'm I like. I think I have liked all the, to varying degrees, all the Disney live action films. Yeah. But I still go to, you know, if you're not telling me why, if you're not showing me why this needed to be told in a different medium, why you felt this, this, what, what new could you bring to this new, to this medium, then what's the point? Money. Especially with the Lion King, which like Ben has said, isn't live action. It is, it is still animated. Hey, uh, Ryan. What's up? Mr. Krabs, how come you build another, another Krusty Krab? Money. Yeah, hey Disney, why do you want to make remake the Lion King in live action? Yeah. Money. And there were some complaints where, in now that I've seen this, um, uh, sorry. You, oh no, no, I was just. Oh, sorry, around. I thought I did something wrong. Um, you, you, it was either you or somebody mentioned like, or it might have been you. Like when you don't have a human character to anchor the movie. Oh, I said this. Yes. Yeah. So I was, I was like kind of against that because like the Jungle Book worked fine even though there was a human. If it's gonna be all photorealistic animals, like I, I kind of wanted it to be a little more animated like yeah. cartoony in a way because it's all just really realistic lions and they're gonna talk 
Yeah, and I'm like, it's it's oh, like I kind of get what's kind of how I, now. It's kind of how I I talked about with Jungle Book. Like the difference with with Jungle Book is that you had the human character to say to show us basically through scale and through other things that these aren't real animals. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the Lion King, it is you're watching National Geographic and then a lion and walks talk. up and starts. It's talking. It's like Babe. It's gonna be Joel Babe. Jones. It's gonna be Babe. Oh yeah, or Milo and Otis. Yeah, and Which I just found out Milo and Otis killed a lot of a lot of cats. Milo oh. and Otis don't talk. Yes, they do. They talk, but their mouths don't move. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's over like, nature footage, and you hear them talking. So but they're not. Their yeah, mouths aren't moving. So air, or like air, air buddies. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Stop. Um, well, actually, something I was going to say earlier about the Disney live action films is like I agree. There are a bunch of Disney live action films that I do like to very. I really like Peach Dragon. I think that movie's great. I still need to see that, but it's. But also looking back on movies like Beauty and the Beast, when I first walked out of the theater, I thought the live action Beauty and the Beast was amazing reading watching upon it, reflection uh, yeah upon reflection and people let's move on oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. pointing out there's a song called reflection in mulan yeah what i thought you said let's move on oh no like, what the f- like, that's mulan you thought that too huh <laughs> yeah I just yeah that. i was oh, like no i'm sorry i was like okay fine f you dude um i oh shit beauty and the beast upon yeah, reflection like beauty the beast the upon reflection upon is mulan. not that good it's still okay it's still fine, it's but pretty. it is not that good. Cinderella. I like, I like Beauty and the Beast a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I, I fully admit, like, Thanks, look, I I'm, hate the guy, it. I'm the guy who likes Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Yeah, like I'm, I'm Which not. Which is fine. You're on that shit. I'm but, not. I'm not going around saying Beauty and the Beast is a great movie. Uh, now, if you're going to start bad mouthing Cinderella, I'm going to punch you. No, no that was good. No, really I'm, good. That's what I was about to say. Cinderella, out of all of them is my personal favorite of the Disney live action ones because I feel that it sponges the story. Like the prince in the animated one was just there. Whereas in this one, he actually has a reason to be there and also King of the North. Um, King of the North. Yeah. yeah. All right. But what, um, there's another one. Um, shoot. Like Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. Maleficent. It's fine. I wouldn't consider Maleficent the live action remake though. It yeah. is. Is Te- it? Technically yes, it is. Yeah. It is. But it ca- I guess so. Yeah. It's like, a reimagining. Wait, uh, hold on. So, Maleficent did exactly what you're asking for, which is something that it different. took it and did something different, telling it in this new media. I'm not mm-hmm. saying the, I'm not bad mathing Maleficent. I'm no, just no, saying no. I wouldn't cons- I wouldn't put it in the same category. I'm I'm telling you that they would because that was the thing that kickstarted all this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not like that one is the most different from its animated one. That's true, but it is their it's no reinterpretation. I, w- I of would it. consider it if they were like. This is the story of Sleeping Beauty, and we've done something different with it. But it's it's they, it's it's Wicked. I wouldn't consider Wicked a reimagining of Wizard of Oz. They visually style Maleficent and the fairies and the kingdom to look like the animated film. It is mm-hmm. an, a reimagining of that animated film. It might be a reimagining that's focused on Maleficent instead of on Aurora, but it is a reimagining of that animated I film. Don't, we're not going to... Debating this is going to take too long. Yeah. Uh, but on, my, on, but. my point is, is that as when I first saw the Lion King trailer, I thought, damn, that was cool. But then I thought, I did think I was like, but that looks exactly like it does in an animated movie. I'm just, I just want, I own the animated movie. I just want to watch it. And also, this is a tiny little nitpick, but Pride of the Rock looks a lot smaller in the live action than it does in... It's uh, a lot more realistic. That's, that's, yes, that's it's more realistic. my problem. That's yeah. fine. But for me, it's like Pride Rock. It's this grand castle of the Pride Lands. And yet it's like, oh, okay, cool. They, they got Pride Rock. It looks good, but it's... I don't know. I'm, I know I'm going to go see this movie. Did you watch it on your phone? Yeah, I watched it on my phone. Maybe because you watched it on your phone, you can't tell how big it is. <laughs> Probably. But still. It happens to me a lot. Yeah. But but still. It's a live action. Disney can do whatever the fudge they want with it, but I'm just nervous that we're going to... 
go see it. I'm going to walk out of it thinking, oh my God, it was great. And then later on thinking, actually, no, it wasn't because I will be blind by nostalgia goggles and I don't want that. I have more faith in, in John Favreau than I do uh, uh, whoever Dr. Beauty Bill Conley. Actually, another Bill point Conley, I was yeah. going to bring up, um, Jungle Book, I like the the current one more than the animated one. Same. That's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually did too. I, I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen the animated. Yeah, one Mowgli's in, like, fantastic. Over, I haven't seen the animated one in twenty years. <laughs> Shut up, you. We uh, when uh, we went to go see Infinity War, the premiere was happening right next to it. Oh, of yeah. Mowgli. Oh. Uh, and some of the reviews were out there saying it's fine. Mm. Mowgli is on Netflix right now. If anyone's interested, oh, I have not seen okay. it yet. But I don't know. It's Lion King. Yeah, it's. it's go it. I mean, it goes to the problem. Like you know, it's just gonna be is this just gonna be an H documentary version of The Lion King I mean there are gonna be original songs and they added they just added uh, like a comedian actress as an original character to the movie and they took out Be Prepared yeah what well Nazis but Nazis don't don't worry about it because I I, I've said before I I am really hoping that the madness of King Scar is the song they're gonna put in for Scar probably because that's the song I want because that right there is what Brandon's asking for that's a change from the animated film because that expands on Scar's mentality and how absolutely insane he went and the fact that he was trying to sleep with Nala to have kids to have a legacy in the Pride Lands and that's why Nala left yeah you wanna do shit like that (laughs) go for it I'm all in yeah well, they've already said that Lebo M's making new music for the movies, which, by the way, Lebo M is the one who's responsible for songs like uh, One by M, One by Lebo One, M. and no. uh, a lot of the the one by ones one. that are in Swahili. Yeah, um, okay. Lebo M's responsible for a lot of it, and so th- that happened with the stage musical that's supposedly happening with this movie that's too. Cool. Then okay. you have you know Beyonce and Donald Glover doing it. Heck yeah! I'm sure there will be new songs. I'm sure there will be a lot of. Uh, added stuff coming from the stage music. Is Elton John involved in this in any way? Does don't that, think I so. I don't believe so. Okay. I don't, don't think quote. So. I could have swore it was like Elton John and Beyonce or something, but I might have <clears> been wrong. I don't think so. Okay. Oh, I did hear something about that. Elton John and Beyonce doing something just, together. Just, uh, real quick. But Beyonce singing uh, Can You f- uh, uh, Love Be In The Air Tonight? That's going to be pretty good. Can You Feel The Love Tonight? Thank you. Love, yeah, that one. I like that he started saying that and then corrected himself to the wrong song. I know. My, eh. I just look. I just want to see uh, uh, "We Are One" from Lion King too. Is that so much to ask? Yeah. You guys know that the Lion King soundtrack had a, a, a score written by Elton John and Tim Rice and Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. Hans Zimmer. Well, I think he. That's maybe why. I, I really, I really John, don't like that Hans Zimmer gets credit for so much. Elton John confirms he's working. He on the literally soundtrack. just does instrumental versions of a bunch of Lebo M's music. And uh, Elton John is doing the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. he's he's involved. Great. Cool. Uh, all right, let's move on. Heck yeah. Uh, to this week's trailers. So cool. Strap in. <laughs> Artemis Fowl had a trailer. Uh, right. is, um, Has anyone read these books besides me? No. Uh, yes, I tried. We talked about this. It's okay. Kenneth Branagh's directorial. Yes. Directorial thing, right? Yeah. I was gonna say fine. not. I thought you were gonna say debut. I was like, no, no, I started to say that, but I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fine. So, uh, is this how you imagine that book to look? Sort of, kind of, yeah. Not the, not the underground, not the underground. No. Um, so some of the other elements, like the archery and and all that. Um, but don't they go through like like a like a subspace portal, and that's kind of like yes. what we're going through? Yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you see. So again, I'll say it again. My favorite thing about the book it's it's uh, Officer Holly of the LEP Recon Unit, the Leprechaun Unit. That's genius. I love it, and she's in it, so that's all I care about. Yeah, it's it's a teaser. It looks fine. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I can't really say much. Cause yeah. It doesn't um, really tell you anything, really. I I I I don't remember if I know I talked about it with you guys, but I don't remember if it was on the podcast. But I I feel like I don't have much stake in it because like those movies were good. They're sorry. Those books were good. Yeah. But that was a long time ago. Like 15 um, years ago. I yeah. haven't read them in years. Same. I don't even remember how well they hold up. 
I'd have to go back. I bet the first but one holds up at least. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I I, I remember feeling like he made too many. That should have stayed at three. Like a lot of young adult there novels that keep going it on. It should have stayed at three. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's hard because I think we're in a time where fantasy is not in, and I don't know how much this is going to appeal to people. Um, and then on top of that, uh, Artemis Fowl as a character is kind of a snobbish little white. He's an boy. asshole. Yeah. And I don't know that that's really going to play well in today's market. He's like and a little I, Jason And I don't Todd. know how much people are really going to be interested in watching that as a main character. And, and I I think that's going to be really hard for this movie. I wonder if they'll like downplay it movie and just to... make him more clever instead of an asshole. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But then, but then you have the fans of the book who are going to be like, well, that's not Artemis. And it's like... And you I kind of get it because because part of the point part of the point is that he's that yeah uh, so I don't know we'll I, see this feels like a this feels ill timed they kind of I feel like they missed the mark on this one yeah like ten years too late yeah yes. that could be um, Runaways released a trailer for season two ooh I like that show a lot that looks real that's good. like so it looks, looks like, like James Marsters back yeah yeah I saw that too um this is like next week or in two weeks or something right a couple weeks I'm sorry. yeah it's December because he was he was dead. Oh yeah. yeah he died in the oh, he and now in, he's and now he's like he was there in the chamber not, or something. Yeah, I mean I'm down for more James Marsters. So yeah. down for more of the show. I, I, I was mad when he was the one who got killed. I was like, are you kidding me? More Piccolo, please. Um, um. So Zamasu, excuse Sorry, you. Sorry, Zamasu. No, you're right. Um. <laughs> so is it just me or does that at the end of that trailer look like Dormammu shit? Yeah, yeah it does. no, it hundred percent does. That looks like some Dark Dimension Cassilia shit. That's right awesome. There. That's really exciting. Um. This season had a lot more action. You know, you see more dinosaur. Like, uh, it doesn't really. They're runaways. They're on the run from the parents. So there's not much more story than that. But uh, uh, I'm really excited. Learn to work as a team. Learn to work as a team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally into this. I'm, I'm really super stoked. Uh, speaking of teams, Elseworlds released a uh, full trailer uh, this uh, this week. Man, that didn't feel like a full trailer. No, it didn't. Uh, it's a TV, TV trailer. Is always short. Well, TV get, spots like, and trailers are different things. No, but that's a TV trailer though. Like this is for a TV show. show. No, I understand, but like you know, like three minutes. They're not going to release a three-minute thing for a TV show. They never they, do. They, they don't. They really they don't. don't. No. Only, only when the only time they really do that is if they're advertising like a brand new season. But they don't do it for like a, okay. an ep, a couple of episodes. Okay. Uh, we saw all the people being who they're not supposed to be. What's up, Barry Allen with a beard? What's that's weird? What's up? Yeah, that Barry Allen doesn't have a beard. The fla- I know he's he's the Green Arrow, but Stephen Amell is Flash. We said Barry Allen had a beer. Oh, I, they ca- I, they call. I see him. what you're doing, but I was confused by yeah, the yeah. by the way no, you did it. Uh, Stephen Amell is Barry Allen in the show, yeah. and Grant Gustin is Oliver Queen. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Um, Why is the biggest, greatest person, the Monitor in the universe, giving some random Arkham guy the powers we'll of the find universe? Out. That's uh. so weird. It's got to be a good reason. So John Wesley Ships Flash says that he ruined his world. Oh yeah, yeah I heard see that. black suits. I wonder if he is playing um, Jay Garrick still. And somehow the world became '90s Flash or whatever. They, they've, well, I think they said that's not. They've that's said that it is the '90s show Flash. Oh, okay. So that he's he's gonna play he's three different him. So he's yeah. not Jay Garrick Flash. Okay. So seen. he's Barry Allen from that. He's, 90s yeah. he's Barry Allen from that one, which is cool. Yeah, I'm glad they brought that in. Uh, I think the show. I think the show looks pretty great. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm really excited. Uh, like I get it. like Ben this year. I'm pulling a Ben, and I will only be watching the crossover. Oh, I also uh, I'm I'm fully caught up on Arrow, and this is a really good season. Yeah. Yeah, I, dude. He's actually ahead of me right now. Yeah, he dude. Said that it's pretty strong. That's, impre- that's impressive for me. Um, yeah. I think I think so far. Um, Supergirl and Arrow are actually pretty strong. Yeah, uh, you've still got to watch last year's crossover, Ben. Yeah, no. And then you well, can I need watch to this finish year. last year's crossover. Yeah, he yeah. started it. Good lord, Ben. 
Um, We're going to make you come over and watch it with us so you can actually talk about it this year. Okay. There's, there's, um, there are some synopses for the three episodes that I could read if you guys want. I have, I have uh, No, I'm okay. all three? No. Okay. I'm okay. Let's just yeah. watch it when it happens. Yeah. Uh, Young Justice Outside has released a trailer, and uh, it looks pretty good. Yes. Uh, I, still have to, I still have to point out uh, the budget has been slashed. Yeah, but like not... Not so it's like so it's not like uh, it doesn't look like garbage. Yeah, no, it does. You can definitely tell it doesn't have the same production value. It doesn't have like, the same fluidity of the animation uh, yeah. that the first two seasons had. Um, I also noticed that they changed Wonder Woman's outfit to be her Justice League War outfit. Yes, uh, I didn't yeah. notice that too. I thought that was strange. Yeah, um, maybe because I was gonna it's say the well, same animator. Yeah, who do, who do, the animator who does all those uh, animated movies now. Uh, does Young Justice. Okay. I think his animation style is better on Young Justice because he doesn't do the weird shoulders and the hunched over character things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, it's the same animator, so probably just... Um, like so I asked you this, but um, is that dude with the scar, is that Vandal Savage? Is that like sure a, looks is like a different looking Vandal Savage? I, Vandal I thought Savage. about that the second time we were that I saw this trailer. I don't know if it I, is, but I... I'm pretty sure Vandal Savage had three slashes on his face in season two of Young yeah. Justice. It's been I so long. And this dude, this dude in, in the white hair only has one. Yeah. I could also be confused. We could also be confusing Vandal Savage um, character design with the, with the same character design from Justice League Doom. But we saw Vandal Savage at the end. We saw Vandal Savage at the end of Young Justice season yeah. two. And he had three slashes. So in that world, maybe he has it's three like a weird on his like, face. just like because it's a new. I, I'm wondering. It's weird. It's got the same facial hair. Yeah. Yes, I know it does. Yeah. That's why I thought it was Vandal. Do we know first. if this is like a time jump again or anything? This is definitely a time jump again. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, every season was supposed to have a time jump. It could anyway. be Awful his immortality. It could be his immortality is like waning or something. Who knows? Maybe. But yeah, this show. I mean, it still looks good. His immortality waning healed the scars. Well, no, like he's got white hair instead of black hair. Like he's getting older. Yeah, but we were talking about how many scars on his face. Oh, magic. Because he goes from three to one. Magic. Scar, oh, magic. Scar magic. Or I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure he had three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to rewatch that second season before this comes out. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, though, they are putting out um, like commentaries and behind the scenes stuff on DC Universe. Commentaries? Uh, and, uh, and a comic to lead into Outsiders. Um, Sweet. Remastering the episodes, uh, updating the, the, um, the 4K, I think. That's awesome. Okay. So, yeah. They're, so do, they're doing a big Young Justice well, we got, before. We got DC Universe, so we can... In January yep. 4th uh, is when the series, the season will Oh, shit. Will I, have like a, I have like a month? Oh, damn it. Yeah. There's so, so much in the world. So, yeah. That's cool. Uh, and that's finally it. Oh, there's not anymore? Uh, anything you guys wanted to bring up? Oh, it's been two weeks. I can't remember anything. All right. Sparks? All right. That's a... He did a no... Uh, motion, Ben. Anything nope, you want to bring up? Motion nothing. denied. Lion right. King gives me goosebumps. I hope it's good. goosebumps. Give me Lion King. All right, then time for our review of Ralph breaks the internet. Colon record Ralph two. Uh, I know that's not the official title anymore, but it was for a long time, and I like that. So, so is it straight up just Ralph breaks the internet? It's yes, just, that's yes. a that's a cool way of not putting two in a title. I'm and glad. Uh, initially, when it was first you know announced, it was Ralph breaks the internet. Colon record Ralph two. That's not as good. Um, but they've just. Remove that. Shouldn't um, it be Ralph Rex the Internet? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that scene. So was that full was full spoilers. If you guys have not seen, it's been two weeks, so you probably have at this point. But still, full spoilers from here on out. If you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out and come back. Uh, so, what do we think about this film? Sparks, you go first. I really like this movie. All right, Ben. I also really like this movie. All right, Ryan. This movie sucks. All right, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I I enjoyed it, uh, and that's the end of this review. Thank you for coming. Book club time. Do 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 do. Excelsior. No, uh, actually, let's let's a good place to start. There's a small little Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, yeah. 
um, that really uh, a little really mention. tug at my heart uh, the first time I saw it. Real cute. Because I didn't uh, I didn't expect it. Oh, real quick, I just to backpedal. When we saw the Stanley cameo in Infinity War, like eight hundred people like clapped. It was really. Oh cool. yeah, the whole the whole theater it was really clapped nice. when Stanley was on screen oh, cool. for yeah. Infinity War because I bet yeah. that's gonna happen for Avengers Four. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, all right, so probably Spider Man and the Spider Verse too. Yeah, probably. So where do we want, where do we want to start with this one? Uh, so I guess we should start at the beginning. I know did, I asked. Well, did Wreck-It Ralph really uh, come out six years ago? Yes, it did. I Holy it crap. Wow. Uh, so yeah, the beginning, uh, Ralph and Vanellope are living the what is Ralph's perfect life. He's got his friend, hangs same out Same job, doing the same thing every day. Yeah, yep. and, uh, and uh, Vanellope's kind of like, I, you know, I want something more. And uh, the movie's basically about Vanellope going turbo, as you mentioned to me, Sparks. Yeah, it took me till the, the fourth time seeing this movie to, Jesus, really, dude. to really realize that I was like, you know, Vanellope's basically just going turbo. And just everyone's okay But with everybody's it. okay with it because she's not doing it to be popular. She's doing it for a personal, you know, yeah. dream fulfillment thing. Um, and also her going away doesn't ruin a game. Yeah. And uh, Ralph decides to build a new track for Vanellope on, on, in her game and ultimately ends up breaking her game. We got a Tron cameo. We did get a Tron we cameo. And we awesome. get the little cube uh, from Tron pops in too for a yeah. split second. I thought that was kind of cool. Um I had a, had a I have a friend at work who was like, it was just a Disney commercial. I was like, yeah, because they got tired of buying everyone else's IP. Yeah, right. Just use your own. Hey guys, every commercial is a, every movie's a commercial in a way. Technically, it's all Tra- merchandise. Transformers baby. is a Transformers commercial. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's all that is. Um, Bumblebee coming out. Soon. Did you buy those Mamma Mia figurines? All merchandise, them, baby. Duh. He bought the ABBA soundtracks for the Mamma Mia movies. Did you buy the Cher one? No. Okay. I don't like Cher. You don't believe in life after love? <laughs> Period. I don't like Cher, actually. That's uh, fair. But specifically, I don't like Cher singing ABBA songs because her voice oh, yeah. her voice isn't... Like, ABBA is a fun... Don't mean to get on this. this no, I, I, I love ABBA, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ABBA is a fun, you know, bouncy... Uh, uh, music, yeah. you know, fun, upbeat, fun. brisk, like you feel the energy. Yeah, and shares like crazy. Share is very stoic, very. Yes. Uh, like when she was like, she's like, the, the the dancing queen one. I was listening to. I was like, this is not. Is I like don't slow dance dancing queens? No, it's 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 the same beat. It's just her voice doesn't match the beats. Mm. So I was like, I don't want to listen to this. This is boring. Isn't she Mail Streep's mother? Yeah, that's really dumb too, because they're only like two years apart. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> I don't want to be clear. I. I think the movie's bad, but I have fun with it. It's anyway. allowed. Anyway. Anyway, Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph breaks the internet. Breaks the internet. <laughs> Jesus. I think this movie has an incredibly awesome message um, that I don't think a lot of kids are going to get if they're like 10 years old. I do think that the message, uh, I would have liked a little bit. Okay, so I want to be, be clear at the start. A lot of wh- what I'm going to call criticisms are, that's too harsh of a word. For anything I'm going to say about this movie. Okay. Any problems? Again, too harsh of a word. Uh, but I don't know how Just things to... that, that stood out to you. Yeah, yeah. I guess that, that, would be, that would be more accurate. One of the things that stood out to me is I think the, 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 I think the message could have been a little bit more subtle. It, it is every scene, every frame, it is hammering home the message of Ralph's insecurities, yeah. Vanellope's insecurities why that's bad, you know, blah, 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 up to the point where they actually spell it out. And I think that's kind of something that this film has, uh, the, the first film has over this one, uh, is that the f- message in the first film isn't at any point really spelled out for the audience. You get it through the, through, get it through the story, whereas this film, it, it is literally spelled out for you. Uh, excuse me. I, 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 could see, I could see why you do say that. I, I think one, 
And again, this isn't like to, to criticize kids or anything, but I think because it's a kids movie and they do want to send this message, that's kind of an adult premise of like, you know, learning to grow up and move past things and you got to let your friends move on and stuff. Um, I think you have to spell it out for a 10 year old or else they're, they're not going to know. Yeah. And I also think that this film, uh, cause it is a kids movie at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and on that point at two hours, a little long for a kids movie. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mind it. Honestly, it, it, it is, it is really stuffed. It is packed it is stuff to the brim with stuff and concepts and things they wanted to keep it is in. dense uh it is a very dense film uh kids films there's a reason why they're an hour where they're an hour and a half because kids tend to get a little antsy after about that point oh. the girl little girl next to us was definitely yes, wanting to go was. see the grinch That's, yeah <laughs> uh yeah a lot of animated films have gone past the 90 minute mark yeah, I mean by by a Incredibles. large margin lately. Incredibles, Moana. Yep. Um, Moana is more than an hour and a half. I didn't know that. It is. Uh, uh, most Disney and Pixar films have yeah. gone closer to the two hour mark at this point. Coco, Coco's real long. Yeah, but I think I think the difference with the difference here, where I or I I even start to feel like the is because the film is really dense. Yeah, it is really it it has a lot going on in this movie, uh, whereas Coco, Moana, the Incredibles, very have a much have a through line that uh, don't kind of take exits to deal with the concept and then come back yeah. and then through line. Uh, exit. So I don't. I've seen it, I've seen it twice and I didn't necessarily feel the link. Like, uh, do you have an example where you started to feel it? Like, is there a scene where you're like, "All right, this is dragging" or anything like that? It's not necessarily drag. It's just kind of you kind of. This is gonna sound really weird, but you almost feel the weight of the concepts in the movie. That's a good thing, though, isn't it? I don't. I, th- I think I like to feel like my the, whole thing is feel- about emotions, right? The feeling of the emotional through line of the movie is not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about it's just kind of piling. There's just a eBay, lot of shit Amazon, in the movie. Amazon, Google, uh, video game, this, well, you know, uh, uh, it's dark web, blah blah. It's like and it keeps stacking things on, and it doesn't really. Outside of slaughter race, it doesn't really go back to another concept. It just kind of concept move on, concept move well, on. Well, eBay is eBay is thoroughly involved. Um, yes. The dark web, like, or that they just go down there multiple times because that's where where uh, uh, what's his Bill Hader's character's name? Oh. Spamly. Spam Spamly's place. JP Spamly, and then and then uh, the slug monster. Yeah. So like it's, they they go back a couple times where they need gross stuff. So so eBay dark web slaughter race. That's Buzz all you really huh? Buzztube. Buzztube. That's four. Buzztube. 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 Character yes. That's all you need. Uh, to to tell the story of this movie, and I feel like because they kept bouncing more things on, and again, again, I just anything I say is going to sound a lot harsher no, I, than I than I actually feel. No, about this is this like movie. your own feelings. No, it's not, I, you're not um, hating on the movie. I feel you. Uh, it, it just kind of feels like you could have maybe shown a little bit more restraint in some of the concepts that you wanted to tell in this film. And I, 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 I felt that a little bit stronger the first time I saw it. I felt it less the second time I saw it. And maybe it, it would dissipate the more times I see it. Yeah. I know Sparks is kind of looking at me inquisitively. I'm just trying to understand what you're saying because I don't agree. I just don't feel it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I, don't I, see don't, I don't feel it either. But like I can understand. there. This is a densely packed movie. So I can understand like feeling, again, like heavy. Like this is too much. But I personally, I thought it was fine. Like, no, I'm not talking yeah. about the emotion. Is too no, much I don't, no, there's too much stuff. No, we, no. Yeah. I, just, I just don't yeah. get... I don't. I don't f- see it. I don't think there's like, I don't, too much. Like, like you mentioned, like or, Amazon yeah. and Google, and That's I'm just, like, we never even like went to their places. It's a cameo. I know, but there's always like there's like, I just feel like you could have trimmed something down. Like I would, I mentioned, I mentioned this to you. Uh, the um, the comment section thing where it where it di- where it kind of dives into uh, internet bullying, um, and I I feel you could take that out. 
I don't. I like I, that I, moment. I felt. I felt it was more unnecessary the first time I saw it, and the second time I saw it, I kind of saw. I kind of saw something. Something else there, uh, which I, I know sparks you're you're chomping at the bit to talk to me about. But the the concept at play isn't given, isn't explored enough to warrant staying in the film. That if you kept, if you took it away, you could have found a more. Uh, a more streamlined way to di- to drive home that idea yeah. that didn't need to dive into another concept of internet bullying. You just take that take that out, and it, it it makes the film a little bit more streamlined. So here's here's why I fundamentally disagree about like having too much having to be too much of a stuffed movie. The internet's a big place. If you limit what you see on the internet, the internet doesn't look as big and vast as it is because it is truly like incomprehensible how much there is on the internet. And when you first get into the internet and you see Amazon, you see Twitter, and the silly representations of them. We only see those once. We don't, we're not going to Amazon. We're only going to eBay. We're only going to a couple places. I want to be clear. I just use yeah. those as examples. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just like I'm trying to defend why I believe this. And like, I don't, I don't feel like anything. There was too much of anything. Like they cut out a lot of the princess stuff because they didn't want to take away from the main plot. Uh, yeah. There uh, wasn't like everything. There was just enough of every little scene there, where I didn't feel. Crowded. There were about three more minutes that I saw at D23 that aren't in that movie. So it's like double. Um, and the, that's double just of the, the princesses. There was another like minute and a half of stuff in Oh My Disney that didn't come into this like film. uh like any like more marvel stuff more um, there was there was a sequence where there was a line of kids to go play with uh, uh push buzz's buttons like an app game and buzz is just stuck there and has to let the kids like come up from the line and so do like it. so we see we see the two infinity beyond and then they go more into that yeah the, the, the actually that, that moment was like would have been expanded on and also baymax is standing in front of a bunch of zooms there was a whole bit about the zooms yeah um and they cut that too so I think they probably. I, I I wonder if they cut that because the zoom zooms aren't being made anymore. I think it's maybe just just too much stuff. It's, yeah. I think I think that based on what they talked about, because someone had who had been at the expo asked um, the people who were at the animation studios when I saw this, they asked them uh, why why uh, certain jokes with the princesses weren't in it. Like there's this one I talked about. The Snow White. One. I told you guys about it when I after I'd seen it the first time about the Snow White joke being cut mm-hmm. with her glasses. Um, uh. And it's funny because there's actually merchandise at the Disney parks with Snow White in the comfy clothes and she has her glasses. Oh, that's cool. Um, So they were definitely not planning on cutting it originally when they were planning merchandise and everything. Um, And they they said, you know, it just, they wanted to do so much and they wanted to have the moment. And I hope a lot of this makes it to the Blu-ray, but they they trimmed it down to focus on what the story was actually about. And I do think that the princess scene surprisingly is able to service the story rather well without feeling too... Self-indulging because you 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 said it like the princesses help facilitate. They help Vanellope to uh, recognize that she, they they push Vanellope in the direction of recognizing what she, she can really have her wants. own dreams. She doesn't yes. have to be tied to her best friend. Yeah, yeah I um no, I I hear a lot about a lot of people talking. You know, a lot of the directors and producers and writers of this film being like, we cut this because it was just too much. We wanted to keep you know blah blah blah. Uh, I was watching. I I think I was listening to an Empire podcast. Where they were talk, where someone was talking about having a long film, and was like, you know, when people say criticism, you know, it could have shaved twenty minutes off, and you know, where where would that twenty minutes be? And you know, because they look at these things in the edit and things like that, uh, and I, I I've become very aware that that is a criticism I I often have in a, in, a, in a film that I think you probably could have cut a little bit more. Um, and I, I have now I feel like I have to go in this criticism with the caveat. I'm not an editor. I don't know where these cuts would be uh, offhand. I could I could make the assumption. But a lot of those things were me maybe just seeing if there's a more direct route to get to the, the point they want to say. 
Uh, but I, I think that certain things like the Internet Trolls and maybe even the Princess thing could be cut entirely. And this film could find, find a, a, a quicker way to get to the point that they want to say. But again, I'm not an editor. Don't take my word for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, this is this is promise you. This is not me like challenging you. I'm just like this is how I feel. Like, uh, I don't feel like this movie was was too long. And like, you probably could cut the princess scene, but again, it wouldn't show like Vanellope realizing like, oh, you need to have your own moment and like learned about yourself and having uh, uh the oh. slaughterhouse dream sequence. Like that wouldn't have happened without them. Oh, actually, um, a good a good place to to talk, to uh, ex- uh, hopefully try to explain what I mean by the film being too packed is is the princess scene. When you go to Oh My Disney, it's you know, you, you walk in there and it's Eeyore, Iron Man, Elsa, uh, Muppets, Pixar, uh, uh, Star Wars, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Baymax. It's it's like a Ready Player One situation. There's a lot of stuff in your face. You're, you're, yeah. you're just almost assaulted is a bad word to say. But it is almost kind of like you are assaulted with all this Disney yeah, stuff, yeah. all this like sensory overload of Disney uh, until you get to the princess moment when she escapes. You are just constantly being like in your face, like all this Disney stuff. Uh, if you look everywhere, it's a lot of information to just kind of process. Uh, all, like the Internet. Like the Internet. Uh, admittedly, but this movie is not about the Internet. This movie is about Ralph and Vanellope. Yeah, but, this, their but, but the scenario is inside the internet. Inside That's the where internet. it takes place. Right, but you can still you can tell that story with shaving some some references I, okay. and things. Uh, so, uh, I I want to get off this because I feel like we're circling on this particular thing yeah, yeah. for too long. But also, um, I want to hear Ben. <laughs> yeah, uh, but here's here's uh, it didn't hurt the movie. End of the day, it didn't hurt the movie, and and that Disney stuff really could have easily, and it didn't. So that's. I don't feel like that's something we need to circle yeah. around on. It didn't hurt the movie. I don't think the movie feels over stuff personally. I don't think that I don't think that the message is too over the top. I do agree like at a certain point they are spelling it out, but I think that the fact that they do take these journeys with Vanellope and Ralph where they're doing these bits, that is uh them, you know, drawing it out and putting out the subtlety so it's not constantly being the overbearing direct route. Um so I, I thought it all worked. I thought that it was merciful how much they actually used their Disney stuff and didn't didn't pander it too heavily over the head. Um, this could have been like way worse. Like all of this pandering, like all this Disney stuff, like like again, not to bash Ready Player One, but like this could totally be just like look at all this stuff. And yeah. sometimes like yeah, you see an Eeyore, but it's not he's not there there that long. I think that's a cute moment. Right, like there's so there is there is a lot of stuff for sure, but like I don't think anything detracted. Plus, again, she's going to this new Disney place, and there's so much stuff in Disney. It's yeah. it's there's so much stuff in Disney. Ben, you've been silent. Go for it for man. this whole. Mm. We'll get your. Oh, he didn't see it. <laughs> we'll get your we'll get your um your thoughts on this and move on to a different uh subject. I thought that Disney stuff was perfect the way it was. I'm not to looking at you when I do this. Don't look. Don't look at me. Okay, okay. No, I thought the Disney stuff um that was in the movie was just the perfect amount. I mean, probably because I actually like seeing a bunch of these Disney characters interact with each other. I will have asked more, but that's a diff- different movie and we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, actually, one of the things I really liked a lot was the message of, of the movie itself because I can see why how um, kids could be like killing anyone, especially when they're younger. Um, like one, if a best friend would move away and you don't see that best friend every day at school anymore and it's like, oh, how are we going to be still stay close? One of my oldest friends, when my family moved from Marietta, almost every month or two months, we'd always go down to their house and spend the night over the weekend. It was fine. I thought the messages were great, and one of the things that I 
feel that because I've heard some other podcasters review this movie, they would always say that they wanted more talking in or they always said that they want to delve deeper into the cyberbullying thing more. And I feel that the cyberbullying movie's not about that. Exactly. It is not. And I actually like that that they do mess they do mention it because it is a huge thing about the internet is cyberbullying and commenters and internet trolls that look the internet does bring out the worst in people, but that's not what we are here for. We are here so you guys can save Vanellope's game, which congratulations, you did. Yay. There will always be horrible people on the internet. And we know that. But once like I said before, don't give them the don't give them the satisfaction. satisfaction. Can yeah. I can I say uh, you, you go. I was I was going to jump off Ben's thing and say that I think that the simple message that yes gives of Ralph this isn't about you, it's about them mm-hmm. is probably the best one line you could ever say about Yeah. Don't think about the comments. Yeah. I think that's the best way it could ever be said. That's why I don't think there ever needed to be more to that moment. Exactly. Because I, I think that sums it up perfectly. Yeah. I thought that Especially was... for a children's film. Now I thought... I'm 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 saying uh I'm saying a lot of this, but I just want to be clear. If they wanted to put a twenty minute short on the DVD of the princesses going through Oh My Disney and basically being like, Why does Disney have uh uh, uh um bipolar disorder? I'd be into that. Yeah. I'd be totally into the scene. Like that. a separate thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a 20-minute short film. I'd be totally into yeah, that. Yeah, of all the princesses going out and doing their thing, that'd be pretty sweet. Like, yeah. just just exploring Oh, by Disney. Yeah. And, like, ta- you know, making... I'm sure lot. that could be a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, um, getting on to something we're, else. We're though. on the comments thing, so I did want to... Because you brought it up a while ago, but we tangented it off. Um, Brandon did bring up to me about how he felt about the comments moment, and that it uh, he, he said that it didn't really further anything. Uh, this was after the first time we watched it, and I told him that I, di- I disagreed wholly because it's, the, to me, the fact that Ralph is in there and sees all those people saying those things about him and it makes him cry is the thing that pushes him to the realization of Vanellope is the only person who cares about I don't me. need those comments and when I have my best friend. And that's why he gets so desperate when he realizes she's going to It's about dependency him. and codependency. And right. Like and you, you need to let other people live their lives. And I think, yeah. that, I think that's something that kind of uh, can get lost because of everything that happens in the movie, is that at the end, it's not just that Ralph accepted that Vanellope was going to go into slaughter race. It's that when Ralph went back, Ralph started socializing with everybody else in the arcade more than he ever had before. Yeah. Because he realized that he could have more than one person in his life that could be there for him. He joined Zangief's book club. He joined <laughs> Zangief's book club. He starts. He starts a whole let's have dinner in different games. Yeah, like a weekly kind of thing. Uh, a weekly get, together, get yeah. together. Yeah, he does all that, and that I thought that was a really important like development moment. And I do think that the comments push him on that journey. Yeah, like him and Felix, they have a relationship at the end of this, not just yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Like, I like Felix come, a lot. They're like they're like, come on, buddy, let's go, let's go to work, and then they'll who knows? They're probably drinking at Tappers now. Yep, yep. I uh. I really like the interpretations of all the different internet places. Like, I think the Twitter birds just like, tweet, I like, like sure. Uh, yeah. I really like the eBay boy. It's like, you got it, champ. The, the you e-boy. got it, Jackson. <laughs> Hop along, Cassidy. It's, I, I was eating that up. I loved it a lot. I yeah. loved Alan Tudyk's character in this. Uh, knows more. more. Yeah. Alan Tudyk is Disney's uh, go-to luck charm now. Yeah. Apparently so. They're John Ratzenberger. They're John Ratzenberger. Yeah. Who was also in this movie, I think, as somebody? No, he no. wasn't. I didn't no? hear him. No. Uh, maybe not. Uh, Jason Manzukas is in this though. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. That was funny. And Bill Hader, uncredited. And uh, Vin Diesel, credited as yes, Baby Groot. As Baby Groot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really, buddy. Um, He's not doing anything else. <laughs> uh, so he is Groot. Let's let's get yeah. a, let's get off of this. Um, I think Sarah Silverman is incredible in this movie. She is. I think, I think everyone she's is incredible. Really in this good. Movie. I, I I know I I think so too. But I I want to just shout out. I think Sarah Silverman's performance as Vanellope in this movie 
is the best performance in the film. I for agree. me, for me personally, I, I probably agree. She's with that. great in this movie. You know yeah, what? I'd agree with it. I would agree with that too. Yeah, she. You really. I there are times where I had to keep reminding myself like that is Sarah Silverman yeah. up there. Like, John C. Riley is is always great. Oh yeah, like Sarah Silverman, like like she was good in that first one, but like like I'm surprised. Like man, she she's really got it. Like yeah. it, it wasn't probably until the second time I saw it where there were, I heard times where Gal Gadot was delivering a line where I kind of felt like it kind of feels like she's just saying it just to say it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like like when. Uh, Saw Race is about to to shut down. It was like Ralph and Elpie, you guys need to leave like now. I was like, come on, get some emotion in there, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Whereas every time when Vanellope, I mean, she's not a trained voice actress, true. But so, but every time you hear Vanellope talk and she's she's there's always you can always tell the tone of her voice of what she's feeling and I, like when she's crying to um, Ralph after the reboot happens and she feels like she brought it down. She goes from yeah. sad to inquisitive to Angry. Um, yeah, I, exactly. I also really like the moment when when Ralph gives the half of the Netflix the necklace the Netflix <laughs> <laughs> half of the ne- necklace Jesus the, the necklace. necklace to to her and her first reaction is I'm so sorry I broke it uh-huh. oh yeah and I think that's a really good moment that she really sells oh yeah yeah um I just that that moment for me like really got really got really got to me uh, I love Grand Theft Auto Online I mean I love Slaughter Race <laughs> especially the representations of the players when their mouths move yes yes and, and, and their them. body movements and they're like uh, constantly and how like they're, turning they're how they're jumping and stuff like that oh yeah and uh, they run into each other yeah, yeah and I like really there was good. a scene where Vanellope and and what, what was the girl's name again I forget uh, Shank Shank yeah uh, Shank you. Thank you very much. Um, like they're they're looking over Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, dude, this is totally just GTA. I love it, yeah. but it's yeah. like a super dark version. That, that yeah. actually brings up one thing I want to talk about. I really like the personification of the avatars yeah. in the internet. Oh, yeah. uh, how everyone's kind of looks, you know, looks like little like, me's, like little me's. Yeah. yeah. And the funniest joke in the movie, I feel, is when Ralph throws the eBay sign <laughs> and it kills someone's. Oh internet yeah, and then her internet goes out. She's a. Uh, I a YouTuber. She's, She's a YouTuber. YouTuber. Yeah. yeah, Megan pointed it haters, out. Haters, haters be gone or Something haters. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was real funny. That oh. it's just it, the internet. Goes Dang out. internet! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How she's just like really furiously good. like pushing the buttons. Like, come on, internet. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I think the music's really good in this one. I think uh, mm-hmm. Henry Jackman's really great. The animation is incredible, um, especially yeah. the last act with the su- with the super Ralph. Yes. Oh, that was creepy. Uh, made up of all My the different Ralphs. God, um, I can't imagine uh, how long that took, dude. All uh, those thousands of hands what, moving. What's impressive is how how individual all those Ralphs yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a moment I pointed out to Brandon this time at the end where if you look when they're all like at peace. There's a Ralph in the bottom left corner who's not just like enjoying it, but he's rubbing the back of the other Ralph like this is nice, this <laughs> yeah. is good. <laughs> like they're all individual. And you see them all. You see them all <clears throat> moving. It's really unsettling. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's uh, like it's like a Rat King situation. Yes. Yeah. And when they're uh, when they're coming after Vanellope with uh, yes for the first time, you can Friend. see that like the Ralphs have different emotions that they're displaying oh yeah like some that. are angry that she's there others Friend. are like you know pleading and others are excited and i really like that they did so much different things but what Spooky. i was specifically going to mention with the animation is um it's those weird like we've talked about this before i think we did it with coco how there's this one shot in coco it's just a it's just a shot of coke of miguel running up the street but it looks incredible it's an incredibly realistic looking animated shot um i felt like there were a couple of those in this movie too there's the moment where all the characters run out of sugar rush and run over surge and he's getting up amongst a crowd that looks so very real the way everybody's moving and the way the camera shoots it and there's another moment with the racing uh when shank comes around a corner and there's the heat coming off the street and the way that the angle catches the the cars yeah yeah 
incredible animation in this movie. Um, I, I mentioned this to you. Like, there's a couple scenes where, uh, like, when the racing is incredible in, in this, by the way. Yeah. And I'm like, if these dudes made a speed racer animated movie, especially with the speed lines half the time that when the racing's would happen, I was like, man, they can do something real and special. Man, it's uh, real good. Yeah, I really like the. Um uh, the, the sugar rush thing I want to touch on real quick. I think that's an incredible sequence when sugar rush is being unplugged. Yes. Oh yeah. Like you really feel that moment. Yeah. Like we're um, gonna be homeless. Especially uh, through Penelope again. Uh-huh. She's like, where are we gonna live? Mm-hmm. And I I also really like just the animation that you see. Uh, when he's like, oh no, Sugar Rush is being unplugged. Vanellope and Ralph stay behind to make sure people. Yeah, like right. you see, they linger in the anime in the in the frame a little <laughs> bit. Just hey, come on, guys, we need to we need yeah. to go. And uh, uh, Vanellope's anxiety, like being being represented by her glitches. The glitch animation in this, awesome, in this movie dude. is really good. <clears throat> like yeah. and like, yeah. like you already know she's feeling like tense and and she's anxious, but like when she glitches, like you. I'm sorry, re- we're killing a child outside. Oh no! Like you, you really. Oh my God! Is this child okay? <laughs> uh, I really felt uh, Vanellope slash Sarah Silverman's like like heartbreak. Like I really felt it. Yeah, yeah. I, I again that goes to I think Sarah Silverman's really great. Yeah, in this dude. Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to touch on the music. I a little bit, little yeah, bit about that. Sure. Uh, I think Henry Jackman is really great. Uh, Let it go remix. He he does a lot with the the Wrecker Ralph theme, which he composed right. in the first film. Uh, but he also incorporates the individual princess themes into the awesome. score. Uh-huh. And he creates a brand new sound for what the internet is like, which is great. Yeah, and that's really good. Uh, and it makes me wonder, hey, what happened to Captain America, buddy? Yeah. When um, was he um, in Captain America: The Winter Soldier? When the Red Skull? I'll never let him. I'll never. I'll never forgive him for not ever once including the Captain America theme in those two Captain America films. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is what it is. Passes the um, past yeah, now. that princess medley when they're at the end with Ralph was really that good. he does musically is oh, really great. Colors, you hear, you oh, hear colors of the wind. Colors of the wind. Yeah, it's almost Mulan's like you figured out that themes are theme. important. You hear <laughs> a bit of Merida. You hear yeah. Moana, Snow White, mm-hmm. Moana, um, Air, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yeah. Frozen. Um, and also... Not everybody gets in there, but most. No, I also, I also like that the, the princesses all have, a, all have at least a line of dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think that's I mean, really you're not cool. going to bring back all the originals, save for a couple of them. Even yeah. Merida's one line that you can't understand is real funny. Yeah. Uh, well, again, like they I tell you, there, there was right? more. Yeah. Merida spoke a little more. Most mm-hmm. of them spoke a little more. The uh, She's from the different studio. Like, that's... Not a lot of people are going to catch that. Uh, Anna, yeah. actually, I think, is the princess who speaks the least in the cut of the movie as it is. Yeah. Um, is I that, think she um, actually is when they're in the room. Yeah. Well, uh, no, because uh, uh, Ming-Na Wen only has one line in the movie. Uh, no, Ming-Na Wen few. says a whole line to her about looking in the water mm-hmm. and she also mentions that uh, she looked in a horse trough oh you're right um, but Anna only says wait what to I'm a princess too and the she's from the other studio line mm-hmm. she actually doesn't speak outside of that oh, interesting um, and they got Kristen Bell for that. They had mm-hmm. they had more. That's yeah. the thing I'm saying is that you know all of these princesses had a little more dialogue. I'm sure it'll end up on the Blu-ray. There will be an extended scene. I hope so. Feature because it's all fully animated. I saw it. It yeah. exists. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, like, this is a two-hour long movie, so like there had to be some cuts. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I this one I'm very interested in seeing some of the stuff that was cut out. Uh, I'd love to. Yeah. I um, it, it is surprising to me that Jane Lynch only has five lines in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Shank is the new main cool girl. In yeah, this, so. if if I had a big complaint, and it's not really a complaint because I totally get it. Like there really isn't room for them There's in the story, yeah. but it's a it's a bummer to not have more with Felix and Calhoun. And I do think I got the impression that there was supposed to be kind of like a jumping back and forth from the internet sometimes back to the arcade like with, them with and Felix the and Calhoun mm-hmm. as you know our characters in the arcade to to spend a little bit of time there too. But they're just 
it just was fluff. Yeah, you don't you don't have a lot of time and, and for that. It was just because you know people love those characters and they yeah. love those characters and they want to spend time with those characters. Yeah. But there was no, so they ultimately just cut that. You know what? I'd see a third one. I just don't know what they do because this movie's uh, so big. Yeah, this I is don't, like the biggest like the internet. But we didn't. Nothing but bigger. we didn't know what they would do. Yeah, it's true. To we didn't know that it, it, it gives me. You could play story three. This. It gives me hope and it gives me faith in like Disney animation doing sequels now. Yeah. Um, you know what I imagine? Lord willing, Frozen Two will actually have a story. Like uh, <laughs> instead of it being about like like the arcade is shutting down and, and like console games or <clears> thing or something like they sure. could, they could figure a way. I'm sure. Yeah, it would take them another six years though. And they're like, all going to have to head into the internet. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I would like to see a, a, a third film to kind of bring the gang from the first one back together. Yeah. Like, the, all four characters. Yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah, like, and Calhoun, that's her name? Like, Felix yeah. and Calhoun didn't have a lot a lot in this movie, but again, there's a bunch of other characters to introduce. But the small stuff with them trying to learn to be parents, and then they actually turn out to be great parents, and we don't yeah. know why, because the car is run by. Yeah. Like, all their stuff was real cute. I really like uh, uh, Jack McBrayer as Felix a lot. I do too. He's so uh, his his whole scene with Ralph in the bar and is, the is excellent. Uh, Yo boy, <laughs> <laughs> Yo boy, that comes up a couple times. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that uh, Ben Sonic talked more in this one. How'd he, you like that? Oh, I liked it a lot. They actually name drop him and he says they Ralph name, and everything. They <laughs> name drop him twice and they'd be happy. So does yeah. Sonic have an arcade game in there? I don't know. But he'd have to, yeah. or was he unplugged? He'd have to have an arcade yeah, game. Sonic in there. No, because he goes to work and everything. He's oh, not okay. a gameless character. I don't. I don't know what arcade game. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what game that'd be. It doesn't exist. It could be like. One of the Mario and no, well, you nope. don't see Mario. Could nope. be, who knows? Who this knows? is an alternate universe where because Bowser Bowser was in there too in the first. It movie. could it could so. be one of the uh, Mario and Sonic Olympic game arcade games that they like, just never took out. There you go. Mm. Yeah, there you go. We figured it out, guys. The main <laughs> mystery of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're all wondering. <clears throat> I mean, besides the whole Sonic thing, which made which always makes me happy. Of course. Um. Oh God. I. What was one of the things I actually. One of the one of the um like story plots that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is that at the end of the first Wreck-It Ralph movie, I'm rub you a good way. Did you say Wreck-It Ralph? I think I did. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph. Who are you to judge? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we all get some. Wabbit. When he gave her half the Netflix, you half beat me by half a second, Ryan. Jesus. Half a second. <laughs> Go on. Um, is that so? Cuba's game got unplugged, <clears> right? <throat> and then at the end of the movie, they say, "Hey, since um." Ralph has all those bricks. They just made him new houses outside of. Uh, you can um, still see Iceland. those houses in the in the end of the movie, which I thought was kind of kind of. Cool. But then when all the sugar rush gets unplugged, they're like, "Where are we going to live?" She's like, "Just build more houses like you did for the other all the other games." Apparently, there's well, infinite space in there. Well, they they were just trying to find, I think, immediate temporary housing yeah. for. This is kind of a weird thing to get hung up on, Ben. I don't um, know. They were just <laughs> trying to find immediate temporary housing for all of them, and especially because they can put all of those characters into uh, the apartments in Felix's complex. Because, like, yeah. do the do, does everyone else know <clears throat> that Ralph is going on this mission for the control for the stereo? Well, here's here's, um, a, Felix so here's the hang-up I have, actually. Really? So here's the hang-up I have. The events of this movie is a complete day. Yes. Yeah. You're no, right. I know. I, I've thought about this, too. So Ralph was missing from his can, game. Can I... Felix did say he would cover for him. Yes. How do you cover for that? Hold on. So can I tell you what I think? <clears throat> I have a theory about what happened. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm kind of hoping that it makes it to the Blu-ray short. This is not something they said at the animation studio. So don't don't think that I have inside information. I don't. Um, uh, I think first, that one of the people from Calhoun's game the big, strong, burly men, yeah. they dressed him in overalls and had him be Ralph. <laughs> I can imagine that. For a whole day. Like a five minute While short. Ralph wasn't there. And I do think that's what happened. I'd be into that. And then Felix yeah. like pulled the punches so he wouldn't like hurt Ralph because he's not in the code of the game. Yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> also, they said that that Sugar Rush machine only made $200 a year. And that girl. Less, less than. Less than. And that girl put in a dollar. 
for that. So uh, so it definitely makes more than it definitely makes more. Yeah. And maybe because people like played Sugar Rush like crazy. Also, well, maybe also, just people don't play Wreck It Ralph that much. Well, also, did you guys also notice that in the first movie there are two <laughs> Sugar Rush machines, and this one was only reduced to one? Because mm. oh, the I other one there was that. a two. It was because you know most I haven't racing games. Oh, while, you're, so. it's a double racing game. It's a double racing game because <laughs> most racing games comes with two players. Like Mario yeah, Kart yeah, racing Oh, you're right. You mm-hmm. are right. Maybe one so of them broke. Who knows? One of them, they, they're lit. Well, I was like, hey, I can't keep one machine. I'll just take one that sugar machine. That must out. do very badly, by the way. I think I so. Well, it's a fa- it's a family fun center, so yeah. obviously there's a miniature golf, there's a batting cage. We didn't see that last time. We definitely saw the arcade, but we never well, saw the Well, you created batting- an extended universe of this thing. What? There's a miniature golf set in this you, you see arcade. it, and you see it like twice in the um when the when the right before the arcade opens and when it closes. Oh yeah, he's right. Oh wow. In the first movie, you only see the building. You only see Litwax Arcade. You never see Litwax Arcade in Family Fun Center. Interesting. Maybe expanding it. Um, yeah. So because <coughs> the because he says that's more than this game makes in a year is two yeah. is two hundred dollars. That's kind of um, like that dude, game. That game six years ago like made a lot of money, but probably the last two three years probably yeah. hasn't. So been. I'm, the game's called Fix It Felix, right? Not Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. It's yeah. So yeah. like yeah. I imagine not Fix It Felix Junior. Junior. Mm-hmm. So, so it's the sequel. I imagine not many people are playing that old game. If he can probably cover for a day, I think he'll well, be fine. Also, you saw that he has a bunch of older arcade games like Street Fighter Two, Pac Man, um, Virtual Cop, House of the Space Dead Invaders, was there. Yeah. Well, so those are arcade staples. You never want to take them out because it's like these are great arcade yeah. games. Also, Virtual Cop that was a nice nod for yeah, old dude. Sega games right there. Um, so those old school arcade games they'll never leave. But I could, but you definitely see a bunch of our current arcades now. Even like Dave and Buster's, they will rotate a bunch of the newer stuff, whereas the stuff from the eighties they stay put. I want to touch on one of my favorite moments from the movie, which is uh, Shank's crew. Right after yes. Pyro lights up the game. Heck the, yeah, dude. The they have that gaming talk. Characters. Uh, are we too hard on the players? Are we too hard on them? <laughs> uh, and then the guy, I honor your journeys. And we honor <laughs> yours, Butcher Boy. Getting I watched, Gal Gadot I watched to, a TED Talk, and I don't really remember what it said, but how it made, it made me, me feel. feel. Oh. Uh, getting <laughs> her great. to say, sure, I feel bad for players like Dirty Socks 07 and Babraham Lincoln. <laughs> Babraham Lincoln. <laughs> I, I love this. That's so good. Babraham yeah. Lincoln is a great name. That is sure a great is. Also, uh, you know, I know Ryan already said it, but I, I want to echo the racing sequences are awesome. Yeah, they are are. beautiful. I just want them to make a racing movie. <laughs> you I, still I have got, value, Butcher Boy. <laughs> no, the, the whole scene when uh, uh, they steal Shank's car for the first time, it, I got some serious Fast and Furious vibes. Yeah, I got some serious uh, vibes. Yeah. When, uh, the, the drifting. Was the, just so by the way, great. how does Vanellope know how to drift? You can you can drift She's in a cart sweet games. racer dog. Yeah, you uh, can drift in cart I don't games. Think her car her <coughs> cart has a has a brake. Has Mario, a handbrake. Mario Kart does drift. Yeah. That's how you get speed boost. That's how I whip your butt every time. Speed boost. Why did this get so personal all of a sudden? Just cause. Gosh. <laughs> Damn. That um, harsh. Love you, buddy. Uh I also uh uh Taraj P Henson as yes. She as yes. She was great. Uh Taraji. Taraji? Taraji P. Taraji P. Henson. I loved her. Uh I thought Yes was a great character. She's super charming. Um, mm-hmm. I love the the changing costumes and and like whenever like <clears throat> she like she works for BuzzTube, right? Yes. Yeah. So like anytime like a video was like really successful or she felt like money, she, like her her outfit, her whole up. yeah, uh, her whole. I like her yeah. like her fiber optic coat glow. Yes. Yeah. One thing I also liked is how her her name was Yes, but her assistant name was Maybe. maybe. And he's always just like, yeah, well, like actually, <laughs> like I really I, I gotta appreciate I really appreciate that they didn't say it spell her name Y A S S. Yes, and it was Y E S S S. I'm quite happy about that. Thank you. I am too. So I don't have a lot of complaints for this movie, but like if I had to nitpick somewhere, I I don't think Gal Gadot was like that great. I thought she was yeah. fine compared to everyone else who was magnificent. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she was fine. She has a pretty yeah. voice. She has a really pretty voice. She's a surprisingly good singer. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Sl- uh, this she, was was sounded, yeah. she sounded really pretty. She, sounded really she has such a smooth voice that's not shocking. Yeah. yeah, they also didn't give her. I like listening to her, but so I don't. Didn't. I didn't feel like she was giving as much inflection as I was hoping for. No, no, the it's, same kind thing. Of the, it's kind of the same thing I was talking about with, with Oscar Isaac in Star Wars Resistance, where you know you get these famous actors who aren't trained voice actors. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> you're not going to get the same performance out of them. That's true. You're just going to mm-hmm. get a. It's it just not, not just everybody not. translates over easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably. She does have a lovely voice. Given more time, maybe we haven't talked about, but I really want to talk about it because it was just so awesome the slaughter race song yeah Alan Menken song in this movie was just so it's real charming yes. i really wish i didn't know it was already in the movie they also released the entire like song and clip online right they which is that, they did that and so so uh one of the reasons why i didn't like this movie as much when the first time i saw it was because i felt like uh a i was overhyped and b i had seen most of it mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. from scrolling through instagram and the entire princess scene is already on is already online i saw that after i saw the movie the first time yeah that's that's marketing trying and to like, then, get people and in. then like the whole slaughter race thing and like I, I knew the Slaughter Race song was, I knew like Alan Alan Menken was doing a song for it. I wish I didn't because I feel like that moment would have hit harder for me. It would have been a lot, a lot funnier for me if I didn't know it was coming. But I didn't hear the song beforehand. So like no, when, no. when it started. I didn't started, either, to be fair. So I was like, oh, here it is. Nice. Yeah, I didn't either I, to be fair, but it's the, it's the oh, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that I, wish I, I understand. Have. I didn't even know yeah. the first time I saw it, but that was weeks ago. So yeah. Yeah. But I, I didn't even know. So when it happened, I was like, oh. Oh, and then we were looking in the credits. And I'm like, oh, Alan Menken did it. That's yeah. real nice. So what? I had because I had I had seen the article. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So I, I wish that I wish it was a surprise mm-hmm. because it would have. I feel like it would have landed better for me. It would have been funnier. It would have mm-hmm. been a much better moment for me personally mm-hmm. uh, if I had no idea that it was coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, because I knew Alan Menken wrote a song, but I did. I completely forgot about it when it I first saw it. It's though. never going to get you song. up. That's what he wrote. Okay. So quick little tangent about never going to get you up. Never gonna get you get up. Get you yes. up? God never, damn it! You're never gonna wake you up. <laughs> Sometimes that's actually true. Um, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> Benny does too. Holy shit! Um, so obviously we heard the song in the trailer. So we were thinking because while we were when we saw this movie, when Ryan Fanny and I saw this movie the first time, we saw that song in the credits. Because you know I did too. And I'm sitting there going, "Where? We never heard it. it there, there's no. They can't like give a credit because it was only used in the trailer. And we were talking about it. And then finally, it was either you or me, Ryan, who said. Oh shit! Are they gonna rickroll us? It was you. It was me. Because like as soon as the Frozen thing came up, was like, well, this isn't real. Yeah. This definitely isn't real. Yeah. And I love how it, like the Frozen Two font wasn't the real Frozen font, but it was like those clickbait fonts yeah. that people put up to make it look like it's real when yeah. it's really not. And ah, uh, I cannot describe how hard I was laughing when that rickroll came up. Hey guys, real quick, when I was a teenager and Twilight was first coming out, I made a YouTube uh, channel and I put out a fake. Twilight sequel with a Rickroll at the end and I got a lot of views and I've never looked at my YouTube page ever since that one. <laughs> and I, I, I so many so many pissed teenage girls. You peaked. Like, How dare you? I was like, well, 16 is never going to get better. <laughs> you peaked at 16. Um, yep. Um, I, I, don't, uh, you go, I don't know that that Rickroll could have been any more effective than on the audience that was there with us at the animation studio because we were perfectly primed to actually think we were getting a Frozen 2 sneak peek. Oh. Yeah, because you're at the Disney studio. Yeah, yeah, right, studio. exactly. So we were like, oh, well, that's real neat. And then you saw the font. And then, and then <laughs> yeah, and then it does it, and we're like, oh, man. Oh, no. That was so good. There were <laughs> yeah. literally people going, what? Like, in the, our audience at the animation studio. So what, what, what is going to be a controversial opinion on, 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 the, on the show, that moment doesn't land for me. The Rickroll? Yeah. Well, that's fine. I'm sorry to say, it, it does nothing for me. No, no. To be fair, you're... You're not like an internet meme kind of yeah, guy. I've been Rickrolled, and I yeah. like the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I like Rick Astley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like, think it's cute. That moment doesn't land for me. It does nothing for me. Yeah. It's just kind of like okay. 
I think, I think it's cute. I think and it I, and I knew it was coming because, yeah. like you, Ben, I saw in the credits, uh, never gonna give you up. I'm like, do you guys? Weird. Do you remember when Godzilla 2014 came out? I mean, the credits were rolling and it said Mothra, Ghidorah, and all Toho, and you're like. They, they weren't in the movie. Why? And then the post credit scene. Oh, that scene? was King Kong. It was Sorry, King yeah, Kong. King That's Kong. what I meant. Yeah. Like, why the hell is Mothra in the credits for this movie? And then it's the after credit sequence. Credit yeah. Sequence, yeah. Same yeah. Thing. It was kind of the same thing there. Yeah, uh, I well, thought well, the, the, the post credit sequence that really landed for me was the first one. The pancakes? Yeah. Where the kids, like, I wanted to see this scene, but it wasn't. But it, it was is that Gal Gadot as the mom? It sounded like her. I'm not sure. I don't know. We don't, that I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, and it's the it's the it's Moana. It's baby. It's Moana. the baby Moana model. And she says, yeah. uh, and she's like, I wanted to see the trailer. That was, I wanted to see the the scene that was in the trailer, but it wasn't. I really like that kind of meta uh-huh. moment. Yes. And then it's the scene that I wanted to see yeah. from the. It's, she <laughs> screams. Yes, I, she I, screams I, when the I, bunny blows up. I've seen this a few times, and there's always somebody in the group who's like. Man, but they didn't have the pancake milkshake scene. Yeah, and then it's there it and then on cue, like that scene will come up and it'll be like, Well, there was a scene in the trailer. <laughs> and it's like, ah, got ya. The funny thing is, because you know the blind box that Ralph opens for yes. the open sesame bun? It's the freaking pancake. It's the pancake, pan- yeah, it's the pancake bunny. Yeah. Yeah. So they're everywhere in the movie. And also that bee pun really got me. That was pretty funny. I like that bee. I like yeah. that bee pun. Because it reminds it reminds me of the of the meme of Oprah. The bees. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, uh so the the uh, like that was my post credit sequence. Um mm-hmm. I guess we're probably about to wrap up. Um what so final thoughts? What what are you what final thoughts sparks? Oh. Um I think that the movie's really good. I think that they did a really good job of making the sequel feel like it had a reason to be made. Um I like the message. I like that it's kind of a complex feeling that they're trying to they're trying to encapsulate and I, I wouldn't even say that they do it perfectly, but I do think they do a good job of trying to capture it. Um, I, I'm glad that this is the route that they went. I'm glad that there isn't just a, a blatant direct villain in the film. Yeah. There um, isn't. I no. was expecting yes to be the blatant direct villain, but I was surprisingly uh, like, nope. I thought it was going to be Gaga Oh, uh, I'm I'm glad that there wasn't a, a straight up villain. Like in in a way, it's 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 not necessarily Ralph, but it is Ralph's insecurities are the villain of the film. Yeah. Um. And I thought that came across really well. I think the animation is stunning. I think that the internet play works just right, uh, pretty much all the time. I don't think anything overstays its welcome. Um. I I really like the whole arc of it, and I really like uh I've seen it a few times now, and I can tell you there's a lot of really cute things that you start to notice, or, or really nice moments that you start to notice in the background of you know they really did stuff this movie with a lot of character animations. One I'll tell you is um it took me until the third time I think, or maybe it was this time seeing it um where uh the Wi-Fi is first hooked up and they're gonna leave it behind, but um Vanellope is still looking at it and her and Ralph are talking. And you're focused on them, but not as clearly in focus, but just off to the side of them. Can they're saying, real? we got to go to work. Oh, oh. And it's Calhoun and Felix, and Calhoun dips down and blows Felix a kiss as they head part oh, ways yeah, to go yeah. to work. Yeah, I saw and that. that's I saw just that. kind of happening in the background. There's yeah. a lot of those kind of moments uh, yeah. peppered throughout the whole the whole thing. At the it's very, really good. Not to, not to interrupt your thing, no, but at the very ahead. end of the movie, like when he's Skyping... Like you see Ryu and Ken, and just in the background, just walking to walking mm-hmm. around. It's yeah. like they didn't need to put that there. No, That's they 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 really put a lot of Pong. great character work. Oh yeah, Pong yes, um, yeah. was there. I I'm hopeful that this is the kind of quality that the Disney animation will keep bringing to sequels if they continue to make them, um, because I like that this felt like there was a good reason to do this. It's and I do think that it's a good uh, paired story going with the first Ralph film. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of a full. It, it, this film is about Vanellope, but it is a nice full arc for Ralph finally coming around to being like, 
the first film was him kind of feeling like he was accepted by others. This film is him kind of accepting himself. Yes. Hopefully, when, his, you, hopefully his... when you pause this movie, Chris Hardwick won't start talking to you. Oh. oh. That first one did that, right? Yeah, the first Ew. one's Blu-ray. If you pause it, it's just Chris Hardwick starts talking to you for until you not paused anymore. This is an AMC, Chris. Get out of here. I, we were having a good time. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> know why you had to bring that up. <laughs> Why'd you ruin it? Uh, I guess I have nothing more to say. Give, give, it, a, give it a rating. You gotta rate uh, it. Oh. Um... um Two, two, Nine. Two. Okay. Yeah. Five. Okay. Ben. Um. I also. I oh, I'm sorry, Ben. I meant Ryan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you so much. I've been waiting months to do that joke. Months, really? Yeah. Okay. I also I echo a lot of what Spark said, but I also really really enjoy this movie. I I still don't enjoy this movie as much as I did the first one, probably because I'm much more of a video game guy than I am an internet guy. But that's just my personal thing. But. What this movie does do, I really like. I love how the message of the movie isn't what you would think it would be. It isn't some big... I mean, it is mentioned, which is good, but it's also something a lot more personal that there are times where I also have to... Where I've gone through in my own personal life in the past of like having to let go of my friends and maybe us being together or us not being together isn't the most horrible thing in the world and we could still be friends. Um I love the animation in this movie. All the Disney spots were spot on, did not overstay their welcome. And besides a few nitpicks of um, like continuity and like Gal Gadot maybe not giving as much of a performance as she she was still great. But, um, Sarah Silverman stole the show in my eyes. And I also like how things I thought what I thought were gonna happen in this movie didn't. Like that Rick Roll, I wasn't expecting that. I was sitting there I saw the song, I'm thinking what did I do? That was like no freaking way. And then boom, that was that was a great Rick roll in my mind. Rate it. I give it an eight point five. Cool, Ryan. Um, I think I'm in the minority. I think I minority. I can never say that word right. Uh, I think I like this movie more. I think the first one is still a better movie, but I I really appreciate how much was stuffed into this movie, and I didn't feel like it it, it, it was crowded. Um, and I and I love the message of the movie and and about like being codependent. Like you need to learn to let things go sometimes, and that's a really powerful. And like the the very last thing uh, uh thing with with Vanellope and Rec, where she's like, "I love you, Ralph," and like that that almost made me tear up like both times. And I did not expect that because like I really I really buy this friendship, and you don't wanna you don't wanna say goodbye to the only person who you love. You know, like that's that's heartbreaking. And like you just need to learn to let things go sometimes. I don't want to keep saying frozen things. I'm sorry. Um, I like this movie a whole lot. Uh, I, I would give it a nine. All right. Uh, yeah, I echo a lot of what you guys said. Um, I do. Th- I do think it's a little overstuffed, but I honestly don't think that's detrimental to the film. Um, I uh, some of the com- the comedy lands. I think Vanellope is fantastic in it. Uh, I would have. I wish. I wish Gal Gadot's performance was a little bit better because that character would have landed better, I think. But ultimately, Vanellope steals the show. Sarah Silverman's fantastic, as we've said. Um, uh, but ultimately, this film, uh, I think, is dwarfed by the first one because I think the first one is really, really good. And I, I, I think this film is good. Um, not quite on the level of the first one. And, you know, it's difficult to top a se- it's difficult for a sequel to top the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. rare. Very rare. So, yeah. uh, th- there's no... There's no criticism in not being able to do it no um but because of that you know looking back i'd probably give the first one an 8 8.5 i'd probably give this one about a 7.58 um which i know is the lowest out of, out no, of no, all no. you guys but it's hey guys, 7.5 still a okay score yeah that's not bad it's, it's, i still think it's a, it's yeah. a solid film this is a incredible franchise 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for what for what they've done with animation and like and I, I hate to keep bringing up uh, uh, Ready Player Red One, one. but no. like like the Emoji Movie is another example of doing this. Like cramming oh, yeah. your movie emoji with so movies. many properties and leveling it out and making everything seem good and nothing overstays its welcome. Like we keep saying, like I I'm impressed that they were able to do that. So yeah. I think it's a recommendation from all this, of us this, to see yeah. this film. This nails the intention that the Emoji Movie had, but does it well. 100. Yeah. percent All right, then let's get into our book club. Sweet. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd uh, Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, can you be a little more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then, Ryan, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the 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 illustrious Excelsiorist Stanley passed away two weeks ago. Uh, so I wanted to to pay tribute to him in uh, in a way that I haven't done before. By meaning like reading a book I haven't read of his, not you know some of his older '60s stuff. Um, I picked *Silver Surfer Parable* by Stanley and Mobius, who is a French uh, uh, comic book artist. Uh, I've never read of his stuff because it's, it's French. Uh, he did a lot of stuff with uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, who is a Italian uh, filmmaker. Uh, he does a lot of European stuff. This is like one of his only American uh, uh, comic books, and um, I think this book is freaking awesome, you guys. I think the the the, the Stanley is a much better writer than I was giving him credit for. To be honest, like some of the things in here are like, dude, this is something I would write. Like the way he talks about God and religion and and worshiping and and just like um, Americanism, so many different things. The I, the writing is very poetic, like I, like it was in the eighties. Yes, I really I really like yeah the poetry. It's almost like Swamp Thing in a way. Like it's I think this is in, incredibly well written and and the and the art is is awesome and really gritty and, and detailed and it's one guy doing all of it um and I quite liked it a lot it's about Silver Surfer this is like you said Brandon I think um it kind of takes place in its own continuity like where there's no other superheroes right so um Silver Surfer is a bum on Earth this is after the first time Galactus has come to Earth and Silver Surfer said Silver Surfer said no you can't eat Earth so he goes away and then years later Galactus comes back but he doesn't do anything. He's just standing there, and he's like, "Look, like, look, behold me!" And then, much like this movie's much like uh, Arrival, where an alien being comes and nobody knows what to do, so the entire world panics. Um, so people start worshiping Galactus as a god. Uh, Silver Surfer tries to intervene because this in this insidious um, um, uh, televangelist. He's like, "I am the prophet of Galactus. Y- you guys need to listen to me." And then it's just, it causes worldwide nonsense. And I just think this is a, a super cool book, guys. I got some punk rock Jesus vibes. From yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I could see too. that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's. I got you guys talk a bit. I'm gonna pull up some quotes that I really like. I got some. I got a lot of anti-religion. Okay, maybe not anti, because I don't know what Stanley's affiliation with religion is. He's I, Buddhist. Yeah, I really don't. That's a joke, everybody. I, I I'm not a big. But at the same time, it's like you know, this actually kind of makes sense because a lot of Americans do stuff for religion blindly and stupidly, and yeah. I mean, it, he kind of like nails a point. as like saying religion may not be such a good thing if you think about it. Now, I I don't know because when I was re- when I was reading this, I got major like when Silver Surfer came up and they're saying, "Oh, you are no god. Tell us what to do." And Silver Surfer is like, "Uh, no, I don't want to be worse. Okay, let me do give you some of the most stupid bombastic things I want." And he delivers that uh, thing at the end, the end of the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, you're just like, oh, you make Galactus look like Mother Teresa." Yeah, the televangelist is like, "No, don't you guys see what he's doing? We uh-huh. need him." Yeah, yeah. Like he's turning himself into the enemy so they don't worship him because exactly. that's exactly what he, Galactus was, and he doesn't want to be that. So uh-huh. here's a quote I really like: "Will there never be an end to their insane fanaticism? Why do they turn to violence in the name of the one they worship? Have they soon forgotten that the greatest power is love?" 
Yeah, I love that line because it's one of those things that were that some people preach is like, oh, love, love this, and then others will just turn a dual. The same person would do a complete one a and say, no, death, violence. These people need to yeah, die. It preaches what Stan Lee's always preached, which is you know, love thy neighbor. Essentially, uh-huh. um, he you know, he was the writing style of this is not subtle. No, you know, you not s- at all. You but see a lot of that's kind of the point of it. You though. see a lot of. This type of writing style has definitely gone away in mm-hmm. in in, uh, in modern comics. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was very prevalent in the eighties. This kind of poetic, you know, really, really talking about how you're feeling, like really spell it out, what the message you are doing, what the feeling you're doing, but do it in a way that's poetic. And, and it works because it's a silver surfer who has always kind of been that way. Yeah, yeah. it's you're do, you're do, you're not doing it expository. You're doing it poetically, and I think that that's something that differentiates that era from. Uh, good comics from that era for good comics from this era is that you know uh, we don't we don't wax poetic expo- expo- exposition yeah um, we just do uh, we a lot of the time we'll just do you know a thought bo- uh, uh, dialogue boxes yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this this one very much uh, of the 80s and it, I, it uh, really works I got another one this is Silver Surfer first and then talking to Galactus you who are beyond artifice beyond deceit why do you let them think you are a god and Galactus responds is god not power is god not might never have I seen a deity then how should I know that I am not divine because Gal- that's true Galactus yeah. is, is, is the almost powerful thing in the universe in this universe and uh, do, uh, did not the same hand fashion the, the hawk as well as the dove uh, but enough, I weary of this course. Words are empty, action is all. The tableau is ended, this prize is mine. This is like Swamp Thing shit, guys. I yeah. love this book. And I, and I think it's it's uh, just super fun. And I'm like, I'm so proud of Stanley because like, I, I don't mean to be mean, but like I, a lot of the older comics are very, oh, oh, what is it the most? Oh, you're the most Spider-Man. Like it's very cheesy. And this is cheesy, but in a really grandiose and like operatic way that I really like. Uh, like this is the type right. of book I would write. Like if I was going to do a Silver Surfer book, this I, is how you do a a standalone Silver Surfer movie, something like this. So, so a few weeks ago, Sparks said, "Um, it's like, hey, we should read Amazing Spider-Man 15." Yeah, and I read that. And I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah, I get it." It was back in the sixties. Stuff was campy. I kept forgetting that Stanley wrote this. I yeah. kept when I was reading Parable, I kept I had to keep reminding myself this was written by the man himself. He wrote this. This shows that. He grew with the writing styles mm-hmm. of the decade. At the time, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, that's how comics were written back then. Mm-hmm. This is how comics were written then. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I bet if we read Just Imagine, uh, it would he would reflect the comic book uh, yeah. dial, uh, uh, stylings of, of that era as well. Mm-hmm. The force field of my power cosmic will protect me, but how, but how to protect them from their own insanity? Like, that shit's so good, you guys. Like, this, I'm, it's, a, it's a very deep... Yeah, well, I'm getting, I get a lot of Alan Moore vibes, and I feel like Stan's like, I'm this is I'm gonna make something real, it real really, sad. This book really makes you just look at. I mean, yeah, you at first glance is like, oh, it's just a silly comic book, cosmic space care comic book. No one, who, how deep this stuff goes into. It's yeah. like I feel like people should be teaching this stuff in schools. Like, look how maddening humankind could be. Whereas, how look how blindly they will follow. Look how. Instead of looking to themselves to find the answer, they yearn for someone else. The world's leaders look to the Silver Surfer for answers, and the Surfer's I like, "If looks, I wonder if Stan Lee was atheist, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is kind of preaching atheism in yeah. a way. It's it. I don't see it more as preaching atheism. I see it more as like having religion is fine, but do what you want to do. Do what you know is right. Don't bi- blindly follow. Yeah. yeah, it's more. It's more about um, don't don't. Uh, you know, don't ever just listen to something that would tell you to go against what you know in your heart to be 
you know, of value, of like, love to each other. Don't like, don't allow anybody to tell you what to believe. So yeah. the televangelist is like, my sister never sinned a day in her life. It is Galactus who has sinned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a whole point. There's a sort of televangelist is a bad guy and his sister is very much against him. So she goes to try to confront Galactus because that's what she feels right. And then she gets shot and dies. Right. And that's when the, that's when the, the televangelist is like, I've made a grave mistake. Galactus is not here to save us. He's not here to protect us. My sister is dead now because of what I've brought. Not only that, two seconds before he says Galactus will save her, and then another guy's like, he killed my sister. He's like, well, didn't you just say like everything, whoever dies is will of God or yeah, the will like, of Galactus? Well, Galactus is wrong then, yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody's asking, Silver Surfer, you think one man can make a difference? Yes. In, uh, for in truth, any man can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think this book is super fun, and it's it is very heady, and it's very in your face. This book doesn't work in a world where the Fantastic Four has has come up against Galactus yeah. multiple times. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's an interesting take to have him be like the only hero, because uh, obviously if Galactus came back, you'd see all these people. Yeah. But um, it's really cool. And again, like my favorite scene is at the end where he's at the UN, and Silver Surfer's like, yeah. Uh, like everyone started to worship him, and he's like, actually, give me all your money and give me all your women, and then they're like, oh no, we don't want this. I'm like, yeah, because that's the point. I'm not trying to be your god, guys. Uh-huh. You don't need me. You believe in yourself. Yeah, that it's it, this once again. Was... This book is not subtle. It will hit you over the head. And it's like, hey, look at the crazy shit that's going on. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. This one was real good. Yeah, Thank I you, really man. enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Stan. I'm gonna try to read more of your stuff now if it's like this. Um, I guess next week it's mine. Uh, Are I you doing it? I don't know. So I'll let you guys okay. know online. To be determined. Um, we also have a guest on next week, and it might be just be him doing the book club. Man, I'm bummed. Like that, I'm, I, 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 when I got my work schedule because I work next Sunday, so yeah. I can't be on. Like that's, and then Mike's gonna. Uh, should I have said that? Is that okay? And I'm also out of town working. Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just end the show now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Mike Matola, uh, friend of the show, is Mike Matola. I'm be bummed. I won't be on that week. one. Uh, Ryan and Sparks will be gone. Yeah, uh, so we have jobs. Yeah, so it's just Ben and Ben and I. Uh, we have jobs too. Yeah, yeah, but we have jobs on Sunday. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's I always work weekends. <laughs> um, you gotta fix that, man. Hey, man, when you need to make money, you take whatever the hell you can get. That is fair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mike Matola, uh, we will be on with another Mike uh, imp- Mike's Impossible Trivia Challenge. That's dope. So uh, definitely look forward to that. Uh, also out on Wednesday will be our God of War review special. Yay! Uh, and Miscellaneous and a new episode of Miscellaneous. Uh, it's going to be out this week. Gaudy. This so definitely check those out. All right, then that's that'll do it. Uh, we did it, guys. We did it. Two we weeks made it. of podcasting. As you know, we are a Funko affiliate, so definitely check that <laughs> out. Uh, click the link in the description below and go to fun- uh, use that link to go to Funko and use a promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your 10%, purchase. 10%, baby. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you like this show, check out Mythalanius, please. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. If you, uh, thank if you, you like uh, if you like him, his theme musics, which he does for us, uh, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. He does a podcast called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, and Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Mike Patola, as we just mentioned, uh, he did our logo for both Mythalanius and Fake Nerd. Hell yeah. You can find him at Mike Patola. Get that miscellaneous, real quick, that miscellaneous logo is still like the coolest logo I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. It's so good. I'll tell him you said that. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Ryan. I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben. Ben, I'm at 27. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart, Radio, Spotify. Rate and review wherever you got us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next time, guys. I'm going to rock it. <laughs>